Blog Talk Radio.
I mean, you you gotta you gotta have on that that hat with reality on it, and uh, of course, uh, there's a lot in, re- in that's realistic really, uh, that is good and great, optimism and all of that, and so I try to on the Facebook lives and on Blog Talk Radio, I try to be realistic. You know, uh, they say keeping it real, but oftentimes when people say keeping it real, they exclude what's good and positive or what's uplifting. I don't like the word positive, but they, they include, when people say keeping it real, I'm just keeping it real all the time, they just focus on the problem. But, brothers, that's what I'm trying to do. Not that I'm better than anybody else. No, I'm not. Uh, but I've just tried my best in my life to try to focus on both sides. Some people say, you're still too negative. Probably I am. I hope I'm not, but, uh, you know, I am striving to be like Christ, but sometimes I feel like I, I get an F at that. <laughs> and other times I feel like I'm doing pretty good. So anyway, you can judge that if you like. But anyway, I want to thank you for tuning into Facebook Live tonight. So many of you are so busy, and uh, I really appreciate you. I just do. And so tonight we're going to be talking about a lot of things, y'all. Like I said, this is uh, going to be mystery. I didn't want to put it out there, what we're talking about, because some of y'all might um, think that it's not for you. So, tonight, we're going to get serious, but we're going to have no fun. So, y'all hear about the, uh, the shooting at the dollar store? Hey, what are we, what's going on with our world, y'all? That's why Brother Seth talks so much about white supremacy. That's why Brother Seth talks so much about racism. That's why Brother Seth talks so much about us acknowledging and walking in something other than black and white. We are going to kill each other. Y'all know that? <laughs> we are going to kill each other because nobody want to lose. Everybody wants their their uh, their side to win. So um, again, I want to welcome the Facebook uh, 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 Live family as well as the Blog Talk uh, 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 Radio family. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is play a little something that we prepared for those that are new to the uh, my. Facebook Live as well as Blog Talk Radio. A little something to just kind of let y'all know how to do things. And then we're going to pray, uh, play a prayer. Brother says some of his words already. Hey, a lot coming your way, brothers and sisters. Not This will be a very exciting show, very uplifting show. And I'll try my best to be as light as I can. But, I mean, let's pray for your brother tonight because we're very serious at the same time that we would like to. Enjoy our lives and, um, and smile, laugh, be at peace. You know, I don't just come bearing bad news because we know of someone that is no joke. And so I thank the Father for his mercy and his kindness. We'll talk a lot about that tonight also. Uh, so there's several things coming where I'll get more into it after we play this little um little intro that I prepare for everybody as far as how to uh, dialogue with us. Uh, before I do that, though, I do want to thank you, uh, those of you that have been uh, following us since 2011. You know who you are. We really appreciate you. 
Appreciate you. Appreciate you. We appreciate you. So here we go. And we'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Thank you for tuning in 
to my Facebook Live as well as those uh, that have tuned into Blog Talk Radio. If you have a question or a comment, remember you can just simply um, either can type the question into the chat room, and I will hopefully see that. I'm doing this, still new to this whole multitasking here, but um, type in your question. I'll try to get it out. I'll try to answer it. Uh, if you have a question and you want to you want to ask a question, rather you can call the phone number right there in front of you. It should be on the promo listed. It's it's nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Again, the phone number to call is nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Brothers and sisters, I can't thank you enough again for your time. Some of you are so busy, but before I get to uh, uh, too far into the program, I just want to um, remind everybody, you heard me say earlier that there are 500, over 500 shows. Correction, there's now 600 shows that we have uh, that we uh, have produced on the Five Stone Network on Blog Talk Radio. All you have to do is Google Five Stone Blog Talk Radio, and the first result that pop up is us. There are 600 shows with various co-hosts. Uh, over the years, I guess I may have had, I don't know, something like 10, maybe as high as 12. Some of these people I haven't forgot. Y'all have to forgive me. Victim to Victorious was one of the early ones. Um, I remember Brother Terry, Brother Yashua uh, from Cincinnati was was one of the co-hosts, as well as um, uh, Sister Eliana Batya also, who y'all heard from last week, a week, yeah, last week, as well as Ambassador Purcell Porsche. Uh, we also have had Brother John Clark on, Brother Ellisure Ellison, uh, Pastor Alcee Chris, Brother Kenwin Casaberry, and, and I'm probably, I know I'm missing somebody, but a lot of people have contributed to this Five Stone engine. That's why I always say we. Many callers have been uh, calling since about 2011. We've had people from uh, Great Britain that call. I can't think of the one gentleman's name, all the way to um, um, uh, even all the way into... Um, um, I think it's Panama, I think it is But it's several places We would get people called from uh, various parts Not all over the world, but just a few parts And then, of course, when we look at our stats We see that we was, we heard in over 30 countries That's because of the Internet, really So we're just thankful that people are valuing uh, what, we, what, what would have been taught over the years I want to just, again, remind those that are that are finding themselves living out Deuteronomy 28 as a nation. Uh, nobody is cursed individually if you and your house obey the Father. We know that. That's that's just it. If you and your forefathers obey, I mean, <laughs> you and your household <laughs> obey the Father, you're not cursed. It's impossible that you be cursed if you and your forefathers is obeying. I mean, there I go again. What do I keep saying that for? If you and your household is obedient, the Bible never says that a household is cursed. Matter of fact, the whole Bible is wrote about people that was in. It was talk. It was the whole. The whole Bible, really, as far as the Old Testament and really the New, is about a people called Israel that was in bondage, and when they was obedient as individuals, they was blessed. Okay, so you can be blessed while your nation is going through. So we talk a lot about curses. On our shows But just know this That if you and your house Obey the Father You walk in the blessing Okay You are not bound by curses 
as far as you and your house. Now, your nation is another story. So I want to dedicate these shows, and our shows are dedicated to the Israelites in the diaspora going through some of the most horrific uh, situations imaginable. Um, I I definitely dedicate these shows to Israel in the diaspora, those people that are at the bottom of all of these societies where the Father have scattered them. He said he would do it, scattered them to the four corners, and where they go, they would serve. Now, again, if you're obedient, you don't have to walk in that, but we're talking about a nation. And we're not going to be on this tonight. I'm going to talk about something completely different tonight. You'll see. We're about to get into something completely different. But I do want to dedicate the shows, all of our shows, to Israelites in diaspora. But I also want to welcome all other people. Uh, definitely, I want to welcome every ethnic group on the face of the earth to my Facebook Live. I know that people out there are listening, so we have to say that, brothers and sisters, we are global. Whenever we're on this internet, no telling who can hear you. So I want to welcome everybody to the Five Smooths on Network. Um, I'm so thankful in, uh, that we have have uh, average. None of our shows have been under 100 views, and I want to thank the Father for that, and I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. Um, I really appreciate it. We've had shows as high as 2,100, over 2,000, and we've had shows as low as uh, roughly, I think, 115 or something like that views, and I just appreciate it. I know there's a lot of people out there with thousands of views. I'm just thankful that y'all value what I'm saying enough to tune in, and hopefully you're being blessed, all right? So I want to start off by uh, talking about this uh, this nation, uh, uh, a place called Zion. I want to talk about a people, some of African Americans, and what we're going through. Uh, like I said, uh, there was a shooting at a Dollar uh, uh, General, and um, there was a racist, racially motivated shooting uh, at um, at um, Dollar General, and. Um, but there's a lot of racially motivated things going on all over the world, really. America gets the opportunity to, to call the shots, and, and they always can always see what's happening in America. But it's really a global thing, brothers and sisters. So tonight, I thought I would focus on what really happened to us in the spirit and the importance of us treating each other by who we are in the spirit. But I'm taking a step further because I remember when I um, when I first became, uh, not when I first became born again, but early on in my uh, uh, walk with the Father, I remember sinning uh, from time to time. And my church had been preaching, the churches I would be fellowshipping, which, which, which was mainly holiness then, they would talk a lot about uh, living holy. So I remember when I would sin, how I would feel. And uh, put a little music in the background here. Okay, found a little music here. I like this song talking about Zion, uh, which is a place, Israel, but it's also a people. Zion is also Israel. So as I play this song, Zion is calling for a higher, higher praise. Zion, this land, this holy land, 
It's like it's calling us back to a higher stance in the Father, a higher walk. As I play this, just kind of meditate and think about what I'm saying because this was this where a lot of this where all of us is. We are sinning, brothers and sisters. We are disobeying the Father. Well, how does He see it? Now, obviously, we shouldn't be doing it um, like looking forward, planning it, and all that. But however way you find yourself violating His 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 word, His His commandments, it's sin. And when we sin, where do we fall at with this Most High? What happens to us when we're sinning? What happens to us when we're disobeying the Father? I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. So this is, um, I don't know if I remember this old song, but... Uh, I just want to talk about those that feel so guilty... I remember when I did miss it, or when I was sin, I had a hard time praying to the Father. Bring y'all a little bit closer. I want y'all to really listen to this, because a lot of people are falling, uh, sinning, and the Bible tells us, When we do these things, we especially when we are wallowing, wallowing in sin, as they say, we don't have the confidence to go before the Father because First John talks about how our conscience is greater, and um, and it will condemn us. Let me just try to find it right quick, folks. Our conscience will condemn us. <laughs> So we're commanded not to we're commanded to live holy. But what happened when you sin? How does the Father see you? I want y'all to see this. I think this is James. I say first John, but I think it's actually James. So brothers and sisters, listen to this. Actually it is first John, just like I thought. First John three and twenty says this. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. John is talking about when we sin, to confess our sins and to not to walk in our sins. Let me try to read a little bit more on that. But I want I want us to I want us to get something here. This is my testimony. This is what happened to me and how I almost backslid when I was a younger believer, uh, living in Fort Worth. Uh, my first time moving out of the house. Uh, I guess I was maybe 19, and I really, it was my most zealous time in my walk with the Father. When I was sin, I would just want to give up because I really wanted to please the Father, and I kept hearing people say things like, if you full of the Holy Ghost, you just ain't going to do certain things. And I had the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. I know I had and uh, they would say, if you were born again, there's certain things you just can't do. Certain things you just ain't going to say. And uh, so when I found myself struggling, I 
start thinking, maybe I'm not saved. And that's where a lot of people are at. A lot of people, all, let's just be realistic, okay? Can we just be real just for a moment here? All of us are sinning in some area or another. All of us is missing in some area or another. Some of us have strongholds. Some of us have wrestled with things for many years, many, many years. So when we hear things like, if you have the Holy Ghost, certain things you just can't do, it confuses us because some of us know deep in our heart that we love the Father and we really, really are serious about our relationship with the Father. And so when we fall and we sin, and then we hear these sometimes very prominent or very mature believers or leaders say things like, there's just some things you can't do when you love God. Or, you know, they'll use the scriptures, if you love God, you'll keep his commandments. Or they'll see, if you, and I'm not trying to say the scriptures is not right, but I believe it means something different. Let me just keep, just follow me, brothers and sisters, follow me. Because if that was the case, that the, the scripture meant what a lot of y'all are teaching and, and, and proclaiming, that if you love him, you absolutely would never sin, then who's going to make it in? King David ain't going to be there, I can tell you that for sure. What could that scripture mean? So when I lived in Coach uh, Castlewood in Fort Worth, shout out to, uh, I know it's no longer there, but those of you in Stop 6, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. I lived in Castlewood there. I lived with Brother Dan. Brother Dan was serious. I had a serious roommate. The father, when I left home, when I left my mother's house, uh, uh, my, my parents' house, I was, uh, I meant I wasn't coming back home. And uh, I moved, got the father, I prayed, because I'm telling you, it's my zealous time as a believer. I moved with a gentleman by the name of Dan Wallace. And Dan let me know straight off the bat, you know, how he was serious. I couldn't have company in, in I, my bedroom, uh, not in his apartment. You know, he, it, was, he let, it was his him putting his foot down, saying, hey, man, you can't be doing this, you can't be doing that. So Dan was very serious. So, brothers and sisters, what happened was I was serious, too. But I found myself sinning and falling. And uh, when I would fall or when I would mess up, I would often say to myself, man, well, I need to quit playing with God. Because everybody I knew was preaching like that. You playing with God if you're out there sinning. And they would always talk about all these different sins. And sometimes they would call out whatever it was we were struggling with or I was struggling with. And they would just, just make you feel like you just weren't real. Those kind of teachings today still go on. And I am here to tell you those people are wrong if two left shoes. Because with the Bible, like the Bible says, with the law, with the flesh, we serve the law of sin and death. With our flesh that wasn't born again, wasn't renewed, wasn't regenerated, with our flesh, Flesh, the part of man that's fallen, our flesh, well, the spirit at one time was fallen too, but I mean was still fallen. Our flesh, the Bible says it like this. Apostle Paul teaches us very well that with the flesh we serve the law of sin and death, not with our spirit, man, and that when we're born again, something, a part of us, is literally born again. 
And whatever that is that's part of us that's born again, I'm just saying whatever because some of y'all may not believe or whatever, but the part of us that's born again, the Bible says, is of God. It's not of man. It's something he did. It's a new birth that he wants to do. It's our spirit that has been born again. The Bible says this spirit inside of our physical bodies that's fallen is craving. It says it cries, Abba, Father. Talking about our spirit, man, brothers and sisters. Talking about our spirit, man, craves the most high. With cries of Abba Father, O Father. And some of y'all know when you have sinned or when you have fallen or when you are weak at times and or when you just don't know what to do with yourself, oftentimes you do hear that cry, feel that cry, O Father, help me, Father. This isn't something that people that are not born again have. This is something unique to the person that is born again. And this is not something, again, as I said last Facebook Live, that you can work for. So I'm going to talk about this a little bit deeper. I'm going to go a little deeper, and I'm going to hit a whole lot of y'all's pastors without meaning to disrespect them or to uh, undercut them or to throw shade on them. I'm just saying that a lot of this teaching out here is just wrong, and it's pushing people out of the church, I believe. It almost pushed me out of church. And I thank the Father for ministers like Andrew Womack, one of those 300 friends I'm going to be talking about maybe a little bit today also. But uh, Andrew Womack teaching about grace and mercy in Christ, uh, that phrase, in Christ, uh, what happened when we was placed in Christ, when I believed in uh, Yahweh and I received what, uh, when I believed in Yahweh by by the testimony of Christ, or what we call the gospel, the good news. Once I believe what the scriptures, what Christ had to say about his Father, the Bible says, once I believe what Christ taught, and that he came and lived and died and rose and is to return, once I believe that, number one, I can't even believe that unless the Father gives it to me to believe. Even the belief itself is a miracle. So I received that first miracle as a believer, as a Christian, to even believe. The first miracle, when I was born again, brothers and sisters, is the belief that Christ came and lived and died and rose again. That was the first miracle right there. But, brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you, after I received that miracle, the Bible says that, it was counted unto me righteousness, that faith. The faith was a gift, and then that gift was also counted as righteous. And the Bible says, when that happened to me and you, that we was placed in Christ. I like to always talk about in a big aquarium, like a big fish aquarium. You know, like a big aquarium with fish. It's like we were placed inside of that aquarium. Now we're seen as one unit. I don't know why I was thinking of aquarium, but I just think of something to pour some into. And it's like once we get that faith that is not of ours to believe what, what Christ taught about the Father, that he is good, and 
We believe that Christ was sent of the Father and that he died and rose again. Once we believe that, and that's a big if, but once and if we believe that, which again, that belief is not of us, it's of the Most High. The Bible says it. Once we get that faith, that faith as Father Abraham is counted as righteousness. That righteousness is as righteous as the Most High himself. That righteousness is as faith, I mean, is as, that faith is as righteous as the Most High himself. And so, again, when I was a young believer, I was about to leave the church because I kept sinning. I kept getting thoughts. I didn't know it at the time. They were straight from the enemy. Not all your thoughts. We're spirits. And what we're calling thoughts is a lot of times, yes, it's stuff we think of, but it's also as a spirit inside of a body, other spirits can communicate with us. So everything whispering in your ear, in your spirit, it's not necessarily your thoughts. So I was getting all these crazy thoughts, and I was thinking that's me. Sometimes it was it was completely alien of what I like or what I wanted. It was just something strange thoughts that, and and I I had to learn later that that wasn't even my thoughts. But those thoughts and the cravings of my own flesh, for real, that I developed through past addictions or past sinning in, the, in my life before I gave my life to the Father, had me wanting to lead the most high in church, or should I say the most high in in fellowshipping with believers in that whole lifestyle because of sin. So thanks to the teaching of Andrew Womack and thanks to the teaching of, more importantly, uh, the Father through the Apostle Paul, let me know that with our flesh we serve sin. But with our spirit, we serve the Most High. And that part of us that is born again cannot even sin. Because it is something foreign, placed in us. It's of God. Scripture calls it his seed. And I want to read up on that. I want to go to First John and read up on this part of us that talks about we can't sin. That's what I want to read. So, again, I want to thank you all for tuning to my uh, blog tonight. Again, I'm going to be talking about the new man and what happened, what we truly are. Because I think if I hit this on my Facebook Live, not just tonight, but in, in the future, if I keep hitting this, it will become more appealing for us to walk in what's already ours. I just think a lot of people have more confidence in black and white and being African Americans or Caucasian or Hindu or uh, just whatever because they see immediate benefits in becoming white or being white. They see immediate benefits in being an African American. Some kind of way they believe more in these tags than they do uh, in this in the scripture that talks about we have inherited all things. I don't think people believe that. I don't think people believe that we have inherited all things. So, and you know what? I forgot to uh, I forgot to play, play our little prayer. But you know what? 
I'm going to go ahead and do it even though it's late in the game because I really want the Father to help me with articulating what I'm trying to say tonight. So that's pretty much what I'm going to be sharing. So we still, we're okay. Um, just a long intro. We'll look at it like a long, a long intro, but I do want to put, uh, play a uh, short video with a prayer for the show today, okay? So let's just stop right now and just do that. Let's just pl- pray a prayer for the show tonight. And we're going to get into this. Y'all, I tell you, these pastors, I love them. Bless their heart. They're trying their best to raise their, their their little flock, and they're trying to do what's right. I ain't got no disrespect for pastors. I I, 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 I respect them. But a lot of them are teaching us wrong. We all are sinning. And these people that say stuff like, honey, if you got the Holy Ghost, there's some things you just can't do. That's not true. You can have the Holy Ghost and be sinning like crazy. Because you're not yielding to the Holy Ghost. Are you kidding? So when I was a young Christian, a young believer, again, they knew they drove me out of church. I kept sinning and I kept saying, well, you know, I must be playing with God. Because those old sisters in those white stockings will uh, <laughs> be saying things like, honey, if you, if, you love, if you love God, there's just some things you can't do. There's some truth to that. But Look at the scriptures. Did not those prophets love God? Did not all, every single one of them do something crazy? So I think they meant to say if you're full of the Holy Ghost, that's when you just can't do any old thing. But now we have the Holy Ghost. We've been born again, I believe. I don't believe that speaking in tongues is the proof of the Holy Ghost. I don't believe that. There's too many people do great exploits and they didn't speak in tongues. I don't believe that. I think if you yield your body 100% to the Father, I mean 100% with no fears, just give your body, get lost in Him, I don't think you're speaking tongues. I do believe that. But I can't say that everybody that don't speak in tongues is not full of the Holy Ghost. you got to be kidding. The Holy Ghost is what baptized you into Christ. The Holy Ghost is what, some of y'all don't understand that language, the Holy Ghost is what places us in Christ. The Holy Ghost is what, what, what brings us into being the family and the body of Christ to what we call each other brothers and sisters. The Holy Ghost is what leading God to all truth. The Holy Ghost is what teaches about the Father. How can we not have the Holy Ghost? Because we don't speak in tongues. So we're going to get a little bit into that, but let's pray, okay? I know I'm a little late, but let's do it, y'all. Let's pray, okay? This is a little prayer prepared for shows just like this. And we're going to get deep because, again, a lot of these teachings are pushing us away from the Father and not to the Father. So, just give it a few minutes, uh, a few minutes, just a quick little clip. I pray it's, it's already it's myself praying for the show. It's, it's recorded, but it's still good. So check this out, y'all. Okay, brothers and sisters, let's go to our Father in prayer. That's his blessings upon this broadcast. And if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. So be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh, by your spirit, Father, speak through the co-host, 
the hosts or guests or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your word. Father, let us be agents of change tonight, not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But Father, we ask that on this show that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain, we just ask that you be lifted up as the as a solution. As as a song play in the background, Waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast broadcast as the Waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world, in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abraded not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you. We ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. Spirit of sickness and infirmity. And we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, and if you agree with that prayer, just simply say amen under your breath or out loud. Do it in this natural realm. Say something. Clap your hand. You can say amen all kinds of ways. You don't have to be religious, but say amen. So, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Fashion Song Network tonight as well as uh, Facebook Live tonight. What is Preston talking about? I'm talking about... I'm kind of talking about a testimony, but at the same time, I'm talking about a lot of teaching out there. There's some of y'all ain't going to disagree with me. You're going to disagree with me. I can feel it because I hear this all the time. All these preachers going viral, coming out. It's okay to come out at sin because sin will clog up your spiritual arteries and you won't be able to hear a father at all. If you're sinning, if our lives is full of sin, we'll never enjoy what Christ has given us. What the Father, let me say it the right way, what the Father has provided through Christ, we'll never see it if we're living a life of sin. And where we're ignorant, it can clog us 
as well. It can block our blessings as well. So, Brother Seth, what I'm trying to share tonight is a time when I was most zealous in my walk. I was more, this was one of this, this, and this, this is the time, around this time, I think I forget how many, how many it was, I think it was 78 souls one year. The Father used me. I think, I could be wrong. But it was things like seven, over almost seventy souls that the father used me. This is when I was getting my phone was ringing off the hook because I had read the book Christ the Healer, and with F by F. F. Bosworth, and the father was using me in that gift of healing. I mean, he was getting healed left and right, and they was getting healed instantly. A lot of times it would be instant. I would hope when I'm sharing the gospel with him, uh, I must have been nineteen, twenty. I would hope. They say they were sick or they were hurting. Because when I pray, I would, I would share the gospel with them, how they need to, you know, give their life to, to the Father. I would talk about Christ, how he came, lived, died, rose again. I knew the gospel, folks, and I would share it with them. And they would, if they were sick, I would say, Father. And I would ask the Father to heal them, to show them his power. So... We need the Father to heal them right now so they see his power so they really, really can be serious with this relationship. So off the bat, I, I expect great things. And this is this is around the same time, man. I think later on is when I begin to operate in that that discerning that discerning of spirits where I talked about the spirit, the the, the exorcist at the uh, Tarrant County Convention Center. And then there was another time at, a, at the library I had a spirit a, a manifestation of the spirit library. There has been lots of times I've had manifestations of spirit. But what I'm trying to say is, around this time of my most zealous time in my walk with the Father, I had a lot of people in the coaching arena telling me because if you sin, honey, you know, if you 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 know, it was always sexual stuff with saints. I don't know what it is. <coughs> The saints always was really hard on you if you had. And I had a thing for, you know, young women. It was always seemed like something with me. Always had been an issue, you know, because in high school, you know, us young guys, we didn't have opportunities to go out to the world and, and get our confidence through owning businesses or doing things. You know, back in the 70s, you know, late, early 80s, young black men come, all we had was we got our notches on the belt by how many girls we can get. So we was out there trying our best to get notches on our belt any way we could. It's very natural, very normal. Whereas on across town, white guys, they may have did that a little bit, but they had different things that they can express. Actually, they did that a lot. <laughs> but they also had other areas to gain confidence. They Maybe they, some of their parents had businesses, or maybe they was able to you know, excel in areas of art or this or that and that. And I'm not saying we're all black young boys, that's all they had. Some of us did excel in football and arts and stuff. But I'm just saying if the pool was little. We had very few opportunities, at least we thought we did. And it's all across the country I'm talking about. That's why you have so, so many whores in the African-American community. Our, our women was our treasure, so that's why you got so many black men, even to this day, that can't commit, because we're addicted to, uh, uh, I say we, because I'm a black male. I'm not saying now that's the case. Of course, it's not married, but I'm just saying, early on, I had a, a problem with sexual issues. I did, okay? 
and when I would fail, it wasn't even always with women. It sometimes was with pornography. And I would go to church, and I was at the time I was going to Holy Tabernacle. Shout out to Holy Tabernacle. Maybe a lot of them didn't know this, but I've been very vocal about my addiction to pornography for a long time. And I, I'm not I'm not proud of it. It's, it's a horrible thing. Uh, it's horrible, horrible thing to be any kind of sin. Uh, anything that's anti the scriptures is going to cause you setbacks in your life. I don't care what it is. You name the sin, I can almost tell you how you're going to set back. If you're lying, you probably get killed lying. But, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that would, that, that, that ta- sin going to take life. Sin is going to take life from you. Either some sins are going to take it slower Take your life slower than others, uh, uh, but all sin is going to some kind of way depreciate your life. So when I would find myself looking at pornography, I would uh, just feel so horrible I want to give up. Now, folks, we're talking about somebody constantly throughout the day sharing the gospel. But at night I had these struggles. I wasn't married, and I was a single guy, and I just had these issues. And I just, again, want to thank everybody for tuning in to Spouses on Network. I really do. Y'all, um, just chat away there if you agree with some of the things I'm saying. Let a brother know, because this is serious, y'all. I'm so serious tonight, it ain't funny. But I want to have fun, too, so I want to just put a burden on y'all. But, y'all, I'm come to tell you the great news that happened to your brother. I found out that the sin that I was craving dwells only in my body in my flesh, and that with the spirit that was really what was born again, it never craved it. And that I was in Christ blameless. At the same time, go figure that out. That's not what they taught at the church I went to, though. They was talking, if, honey, if you got the Holy Ghost, there's something you just can't do. And I was saying, well, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Then I started thinking, well, maybe I don't have the Holy Ghost, because I'm definitely saying, why don't I stop? I never thought that even if you stop in this area, there's another area, you know. Yeah. And so, so you're overcoming this, and then you see something that's like, you're overcoming this area, and this, and then as soon as you get rid of overcome area, something else pop up. It's like, even when you're not living a life of sin, you have your flesh, what they call under, I don't even know who that is, but... There are some people that they, they keep under their body. They really live a holy life. Did you know that at that point their flesh is just as nasty and wicked as somebody who's letting their flesh dominate them? The flesh ain't born again. It's just, it's an enemy of God that lives in us. That blew my mind. I thought, you know, once you keep it under, it's like you make the flesh born again. No, the flesh is never born again. But you're still supposed to strive to live holy because deep inside, we are holy. We are blameless. We are faultless. I'm talking about that born again. So I want to read some of y'all, and it says this, that if you sin, you never knew God. This scripture, I guarantee you, is going to trip up most of y'all. And I'm not trying to trip you up. I'm just trying to say, I'm trying to prove that what we have been given when we were born again, that thing is nothing to play with. This thing is called his seed that remains in us. When we got it, 
When we became born again, he put his seed in us, and that seed is incorruptible because it was placed in us by the Father. And this is how he sees us. This is That's why it says we are born again and all things are new. How can the scriptures say all things are new and we got these cravings that's definitely old? We say all these scriptures and we quote all these scriptures, but brothers and sisters, I think we've been mistaught. So I thank God for the Andrew Womacks of the world. I remember Brian Rudd, Jerry Savelle, Kenneth Copeland. I know y'all thinking Kenneth Copeland, but y'all back in the day, Kenneth Copeland was a teaching machine. This man is one of the ones that talked about these kinds of things. Okay? So I want y'all to know that. Y'all going to say what y'all want to say. Kenneth Copeland have fired some. This brother have helped millions of people. Now, is he caught in grief? Probably. And while I'm at a Creflo, probably. They ain't one of my favorites anymore, but I'm just saying, don't shoot the man. Don't, don't disrespect people that have laid foundations and stuff. That, if, just pray for them. Maybe they are struggling with grief. You don't know what it's like. Kenneth Copeland has his own airport. You don't know what it's like to have an airport code. <laughs> like DFW, Little Rock is L-I-T, Atlanta, ATL, Chicago, ORD. Kenneth Copeland has his own code. We don't know what that's like. If you had that much money, you might be get caught up in wealth, too. We don't know. So Brother Seth was struggling. I was about to give it up. I was going to backslide. I was just going to. And it wasn't so much backsliding because I just want to sin. It was backsliding because I just can't please him. I would go to church, man, and they bought that holy tabernacle. Y'all know. Them teachers, Pastor Sample, this is the same church Tamla Man used to sing at. But, boy, they holiness of hell. <laughs> I can let y'all hear some ministers right now, and I guarantee you, everybody on this chat line will say, Seth, ooh, that's the word right there. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. It's not true. A lot of them preaching like, They're not teaching correctly. We have a flesh while we are born again. While we'll be made the righteousness of God in Christ, your flesh can crave sin. And will do it if you let it. And you, at that second, is born again. There's a part of you that is as righteous as Yah or Yahweh of of the Israelites or God himself. That is the truth. That's why Paul started in Romans 6 saying, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Because Paul was teaching so strong about this righteousness that we have now. Somebody's going to say, well, wait a minute. Are you saying we can just sin, sin, sin? That's why he started Romans 2. So what said we said? And shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin? Now, some of y'all pastors teach like you out here sinning. And then you see the scripture that say we're dead to sin. Then you go back to church and you hear pastors talking about, and they're making you feel bad 
and you should really feel convicted because if you're sinning, you should be convicted. But you should also be, be taught, it's kind of like Apostle Paul when he was rebuking, I think in First Corinthians, uh, I think it was First Corinthians 5, where he said, it is reported that there is fornication among you. Such fornication has not been seen even among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. So there was somebody in the book of Corinthians sleeping with their father's wife. And he said, y'all have not mourned that this person be taken away from you. He said, but even though I'm not there, I'm there in the spirit. And I say that you turn this person over to Satan for the destruction of their body. That's death, y'all. That their spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Paul is basically saying they're saved. Ain't the way we talk. We're taught if somebody's having their father's mother, they're going to hell. Paul say, when you gather with the saints, we are, ooh, nobody talk like this for real today. This man is saying, turn this person over. Say, we don't even know how to do that. I've never heard one church ever in my entire life turn somebody over to Satan. But the Apostle Paul was a whole new different breed. Y'all know that, right? So, <laughs> let me do this is some reading, y'all. I've been quoting some scriptures. I've been quoting some scriptures, but my goodness. Can you believe that? So what am I trying to say? Apostle Paul is rebuking the church, but at the same time, oh, everybody, if you got your Bible, I'm not trying. Again, y'all, we can't run from the scriptures. I know y'all don't always want to have a Bible study, but I, I promise to God I'm not going to misread this. So you got to answer some questions. I got some scriptures, I guarantee you. You'll be like, hmm, that's a good point, Seth. The Father set me free. So now, I don't care what my flesh, I'm not going to say I don't care. Let me say it the right way because I know somebody just interpret me. Whatever, when I'm pursuing my relationship with the Father, whatever the flesh, the days it get the best of me and I end up telling somebody off, I don't cuss, but every once in a while somebody may be mad enough to where I may cuss somebody out. I mean, it's rare, but I, I, I have done that. Whatever I find myself doing on this earth because of my flesh being out of control, I will never leave the house of God. Never. I will never stop pursuing the Father because of sin. Never. Because I recognize with my flesh I serve the law of sin and death. It's not born again just like I wasn't at one point. Used to be my spirit and my flesh served the law of sin and death. But when I became born again, the real me, because our flesh, as the Bible says it like this, though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. Though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. What about that scripture? Y'all don't hear these scriptures. You know you don't hear these scriptures in some of y'all's churches. There's a part of us that's renewed day by day. What? Yes, there's a part of us that's brand new. And what happened is everybody's preaching as though we're this. And they're treating us as though we're this. Nobody talks about this part of us that's born again. That's why we call each other brothers and sisters is based upon our kinship with this. 
But this flesh that covers us, everybody preaches this is us. And it's probably we should almost change our name when we become born again so we will feel more like a new creature. We've got the same old name. We probably should switch friends. A lot of us do. But if we switch friends, switch our name, start going to different places we used to go and change our life, which we're supposed to be doing anyway, we'll feel more in touch with this. But most of us, our pastors is, is stuck on, I know my hand looking like it, but most of us, our pastors is stuck on the flesh. So is it any wonder we act like we used to? It's very hard to get people to see you the way the Father sees you. But that's exactly what the Bible said. Now I'm about to read the most disturbing scripture I guarantee you I've ever heard. But if you listen to Brother Seth and you really think about what he's saying, it's going to make sense. I said, if you listen to your Brother Seth tonight, what I'm about to read is going to make sense. I believe with our flesh we serve the law of sin and death. With our spirit, we're flawless. Here, let me say it like this, and I see you in the house uh, uh, Sister Geneva and Sister Linda Porter, and, and uh, I can't see everything, y'all. I don't want to touch my screen because it may go, but there's probably something that I can't see who all is there. But anyway, I, I, I host a Hossein. Thank y'all for tuning in. I really appreciate you. Um, anybody that's going to be listening on Facebook a lot, really appreciate you. I'm not going to read all the things y'all are getting in trouble, but if y'all want to comment, I'll try to I'll try to get to your comments. Uh, on the matter, I would like to know what y'all think about what I'm saying. And again, if you're in the chat room, uh, see you, uh, Gabby. Um, again, y'all, I'm gonna forget somebody because somebody gonna t- log on and not gonna see you. But if you have a question, Gabby, there in the chat room, I can get to it. If anybody have a, a question in the um, chat room on Facebook Live, I'll get to it. But brothers, this is major. Again, I was. Some people don't want to play with God, and I heard a lot of guys. And girls in the streets, or should I just say in life, say, oh, I'm going to come to him. They feel like as long as they have these cravings of the flesh, they're playing with God, especially if they obey the cravings or fulfill the cravings. Little do they know a lot of them believe in Christ. A lot of them have received Christ. And a lot of them just feel like I just can't do it. I keep wanting to sin. And some of them are actually born again. If they're born again, you know what that means? That means they're the righteousness of God in Christ and they just ignorantly taught and they're they're, they're letting a good relationship go to waste. I don't think y'all heard what I just said. There are people, they really are one with Christ because the Bible says Our faith, if they believe and receive, that's faith. The Bible says the just shall live by their faith. Don't worry. It's going to get really... Come watch this. This scripture, I guarantee you, I would love to know what what y'all got to say about this. And again... Welcome, Sister Vicki Rogers, I see you, and all those of you that's in the chair. So I'm going to read this, and I want you all to really 
First, I'm going to jump to the scriptures, the main scriptures that, that, that I know going to throw some of y'all. And then I'm going to, um, and remember, all this got to line up. So I'm going to read the scriptures that I know some people have trouble with. Then when I know y'all eyes going to buck, I'm going to go back and read from the, from the beginning of the chapter. And remember, there were no chapters and verses in, in biblical times. So, again, I'm going to mention some scriptures that I guarantee you most pastors are going to have trouble with. One of them is this one right here. Whosoever, First John 3 and 9, whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him. What is that? And he cannot sin because he is born of God. I guarantee you, out of everybody on this chat line, everybody listen to me, I guarantee you most people do not understand that scripture. One scripture above it says, verse 6 says, Whoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth, Hath not seen him, neither known him. How can that scripture be? Whosoever abides in him sinneth not. Yeah, if you abide in him, honey, you won't sin. That's how he was taught. That's how I was taught erroneously. Honey, if you abide in Christ, you just won't sin. But that ain't what it said. Listen, whosoever abides in him sinneth not. That's right. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. They don't say nothing on that scripture. A lot of you don't have nothing to say about that because you're saying, I've not seen him, but I've sinned. Then when the killer is the last part of the verse, you ain't even known him. Have you sinned? You ain't even known him. There is not, I don't, I bet you I can call, I'm picking my relatives because, they safe. I bet I can call every one of my brothers and sisters, and I guarantee you, maybe one can interpret what that means. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to read your Bible again. <laughs> this set me free. Oh my God! It may sound bad right now, but just wait till your brother break this down. This chapter set your brother free as a bird, and I. Thank the Father for it. It was a gentleman by the name of Andrew Womack. Andrew Womack is the first one that just that just really broke it down. And then once Andrew Womack began to teach me, I began to look at the scriptures myself, and I got even more than what Andrew was saying. And then I would hear, I would go to Calvin, I would hear Jerry Savelle hit on it, and Kenneth Cope would hit on it. But it took Jerry... Uh, Andrew Womack to really break this down. Brothers and sisters, there's a part of us that was born again, and that thing that's born again cannot sin because it's not of us. Let's do a little illustration, okay, to make sure we're on the same page. Let's say this right here is the new man. Okay. 
So we have a spirit. The Bible says it calls it a seed. You're going to hear it's going to be called a seed. We're going to read this whole chapter in a second. But right now I just want you all to focus on these two scriptures. I know this causes some confusion. It says, whosoever abided with him. That just means you're in Christ. So this right here is a seed. And we're placed inside. Every one of our spirits is placed inside of this thing inside of us. The Bible says when that happened, when we're wrapped up in this thing, which is his seed, that's abiding in him. That's just being in him, our position him. Here's another scripture. Another scripture says like this. We're, we're placed, we sit in heavenly places. Same thing. What another scripture says, in him we live, we move, we have our being. We have our being. We exist in him. That's a deep scripture right there. A lot of you just go over it. Y'all, this, this stay with me. I know I sound, it sounds kind of religious talk. I'm going to make it very clear that with your flesh you serve sin. But at the same time, there's a part of you that is as righteous as the Most High Himself. And you need to walk in that authority. I need to walk in that authority. People need to treat you, or you need to allow, you need to make sure they treat you based on who you are in Christ. You can't let people preach at you by what your flesh is craving or going to crave. That ain't. That's that's not what the Father is dealing with. The Bible says those that worship him must worship him in the flesh. No. It says those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. We have a flesh, but it's not born again. Why would the Father require some out of us? That's impossible. The flesh can't be saved. How can you take something that's not saved and make it saved? When it says be holy, it's just saying let your spirit dominate the flesh. That's what can be holy. This thing can't be holy. Again, I was struggling with this with this issue I had with lust and perversion, pornography, and just a lot of men. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just saying black males coming up. We just wasn't taught a lot of things. And a lot of us, if you didn't excel in sports and and uh. You know, a lot of guys got their confidence by being the this or the, that running back or the quarterback, and that that sometimes that gave you enough ego, enough whatever to not have to get your points or get your uh, knots in the belt through women. But unfortunately, for a lot of black men, we had to go through a lot of women to try to get our points. That's just that's it. And what happened is it created a nation full of whores. Racism is a mother. When it disenfranchised African African Americans, Israelites, well, they men have to be men some kind of way. Can't even play basketball with somebody saying, "If you if you if you're a man, you'll make this shot. Or if you don't make this shot, you're a punk." It was always having to prove our manhood. Even our sisters saying stuff like, "If you're a man, you do this. If you're a man," and a lot of people talk like that about their males. So we always was just just limited. So we had to go through the sisters, and unfortunately, a lot of sisters got hurt. A lot of them got pregnant. A lot of them dreams was derailed by black men that just haven't grew up. So when I got born again, I still had this weakness, and I was so serious with my relationship with God. Oh my God, y'all! At one point, I was reading the scriptures four hours a day. Had my Thomas chain out. 
have my oratory or my scripture treasury book out, have my Bible dictionaries, plural. You should have saw my setup. And I would sit there and read the Bible for four hours a day. Was I serious? Of course I was. And I wasn't sinning, you know, that often. <laughs> a lot of people thought the world of me, but then when I go to church and hear those people preaching, those mothers and the white stockings, found out later they probably sin way more than I do with bitterness and unforgiveness, and a lot of them hating on the young girls because they ain't got their body no more. A lot of those old saints is just a Ooh, Lord. <laughs> a lot of them is Satan in a dress, for real. But I didn't know that. I just thought, and they be saying stuff like, honey, it's preachers right now. I can turn them on. Y'all will love them. They're not accurate. They don't treat you as though you're born again in a fleshly body. They treat you as though you are a fleshly body, and you got to try to make your fleshly body live a certain way as God ain't going, he ain't going to heaven. The Father's coming back for people that are His. It's like my son. That's my son. My daughter's my daughter. They're either DNA mine or not. If they're mine, they're mine. How were they acting? Now I may not give them awards. They're sons of honor, and they're sons of dishonor. The Bible says, but they're still sons. You're a son, you're not. So a lot of us will will definitely be with the saints with very little rewards. A lot of us will embarrass the father by our behavior. But we're still sons. I'm not saying I'm going to embarrass the father because I am going to have some awards because I believe I'm doing, I'm, I'm first in his kingdom in every, every which way I can. But this particular year I was on fire. Looking back, but I had these these secrets. And it wasn't even every day or every week I was falling, but I was falling. So I'm talking this because a lot of you have the same issue. And when you hear those types of messages, you feel like you're just not real. So let's read the scriptures. And let me show y'all the glory that you have inside of you while your flesh be it tamed or not. And you know what happens if you don't tame your flesh. You're not going to even be able to enjoy what you inherited in Christ. You're not going to have confidence when you pray for the, for yourself, pray for your finances, pray for your body, pray for your marriage, pray for your relationship with others. You're just not going to have confidence. That's what sin do. It's gonna, I just read that scripture earlier about your conscience. God is great in our conscience and knoweth all things. We're not going to have confidence if we're sitting up with sinning. So you can't be sinning. But you need to know when you do fall, brothers and sisters. And I see my sister tune in, Donna Smith. That's my sister, y'all. And Donna had this argument. And Donna, if you want to come on video, I can bring you on video because I want you to kind of... Uh, it's funny she tuned in. I didn't tell her to tune in, but... Don and I had this argument. Don is one of the ones. <laughs> She'll say, boy, you just can't. No, you can't tell me. She said, if God come and you're in the middle of sin, you're going to hell. Don be the main one. But a lot of preachers feel, a lot of y'all feel like that. No, that's not true. If the Father come and I'm here, I'm going with him because I'm here. What my flesh is craving or doing that's my flesh. 
Now, I know there's a lot of people, they call it greasy grace, where they're out here doing all kinds of stuff, they just feel like, oh, it's a grace. I can't, I can't judge those people. I think those are going to be the people that, that if, if, here's the thing about sin. If you keep sinning, you can get to where you don't have the faith no more. And we are justified by the faith. So if you just keep sinning so much, you just don't believe in Christ no more. What do you think of Jesus or Yeshua? I don't believe in that stuff no more, man. Are you serious? No, I don't believe it no more. How can you be justified by your faith and you don't have it no more? Sin ain't nothing to play with. But what I'm saying, the Bible says we are justified by our faith. So Donna and I, <laughs> she said, yeah, put me on. I think she said, put me on black. Oh, she said, yeah, put me on. But uh, I'm going to put you on, Donna, but I, I got, I'm going to read these scriptures. So here's a, here's a question I'm putting to the, to the listeners. What does First John 3 says when it says this? Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. Isn't that all of us? So if we sin, it's saying we have not seen him. Who will make it to heaven? But the last part of scripture is even more concerning. <laughs> it says, neither known him. In other words, whoever abided in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinned have not seen him, neither have even known him. So have you sinned? Isn't that everybody? Bob said you, you haven't even known him. The way I believe that scripture, I, I, I think, I, again, I thank you, Father, for this revelation. This chapter and other chapters, Donna, set me free. See, a part of us, that part of us that's born again, and it's, I'm going down to verse 9, Don, then we're going to read the whole thing. It says, whosoever born of God, whosoever born of God, do not commit sin. Wait a minute, isn't that all us sin? Here and there, even if you sin once a year. Whosoever born of God, do not commit sin. How can that be? For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. Who teaches that? A lot of people do. Andrew Womack is one of them. Brother Seth is another. There's millions, actually. I used to make fun of Baptists. But they got this right. <laughs> I used to, I couldn't believe holy people. We, we thought we were so holy. And y'all, no, the Baptists got this one right. It said he cannot sin because he is born of God. So, Don, before I bring you on, I see you just popped on some kind of refreshing you before I bring you on because I don't want it to repeat stuff. So I'm going to bring on my sister because she's an advocate in if you die in your sin, that's what they say, die in your sin. The Holy Spirit said, like honey, if you die in your sin, you're going to wind up in hell. Think about what they're saying. If you die in your sin, how can you die in your sin? Your sin is in your flesh. You're in Christ. 
places in Christ. Paul was talking about a position he was in. We're going to read this down that I'm bringing you on. So bear with me because i got a, a lot of people with this and they've been... So I want you to I want you to hear what I'm saying that I'm going to bring you on. Brothers and sisters, I cannot tell you how important this message is tonight I'm sharing. This saved my life. Then after I saw this scripture, y'all, I'm not exaggerating. My wife knows. I have over 300. I always like 300 because that's a lot. But it's probably 500 scriptures saying what I'm saying right now. I can just spit them off. In him we live, we move, we have our being. We say that. Do you know what that means? That means you don't exist no more. When we got baptized, we it, it, it represents the old man. That's the spirit, not your body. The old man, your spirit went down. And what came up is something completely new. That's what the whole baptism is meaning. What came up out of that water or what it symbolizes, is nothing to play with. That new man never existed before. It can't sin. So when that new man, the reason why they say has never sinned and can't sin, and if it does sin, if you can't sin, you never known him, it's saying this is of God. Watch me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm bringing my sister. It's saying this new man is born of God, and it can't sin. It's saying because his seed remains inside of it. It can't sin. And if this is you, you can't sin. And if you can sin, that means you don't have this. That means you haven't known God or you haven't known the new man yet. So can you sin? Yeah, I can sin. Well, then you haven't been born again. Because once you're born again, that's that's born again. Can't sin. So if you can sin, can you sin? Yes, in my flesh and in my spirit I can sin. Okay, then you haven't been born again. Once you're born again, that new part of you, it can't sin. So that's why it says, whosoever divided in him, that's this person in him, now listen to how it reads. Whosoever born, whosoever abides in him, that's a person that's born again, abides in him. Whosoever abides in him sinneth not. You just don't sin. That new part of you, the Bible says, that part of you cries, Abba, Father. So watch this. When you do sin in, with the flesh now, the Bible says this cries, Abba, Father. And isn't that true? Isn't there a part of us when we sin, those of us born again, that be saying, oh, Father, help me? i got a question for you, Donald, before I bring you on. If you get tossed into hell, why would you get tossed into hell when this is craving that thing you're doing, but this is crying, Abba, Father, oh, Father. So God's going to take both of them and throw them in hell when this is crying out? That never made sense to me. Y'all listen. This said your brother free. This will give me boldness. Think about it. The Bible says Christ comes that we may have boldness to stand before him, blameless. How can we stand before him and blameless? Here's another one. Christ comes before a church without spot or wrinkle. Don't you always have problems with that scripture? Yeah, you do. The church is without spot or wrinkle. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's just saying coming before the church without spot or wrinkle. It's always been out of spot or wrinkle. We're thinking, oh, right now it's got wrinkles, it's got spots, and so as soon as we get together, they come in. 
you really think there's going to be a point in time in our life where there's going to be a time when the church ain't got no spot or wrinkles? That never made sense to me. The church is in him, and it is already without spot or wrinkles. It's just saying coming back for that. Don't that make sense? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring on my sister, and then we're going to read with her on the line, maybe a challenge, because I know she's going to be ready to go. But, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. Again, Paul opened up Romans 6 saying, so what shall we say then? Shall we continue saying that grace may abound? God forbid. He said, what shall we say then? Because people, when they read Romans 5, this man is talking about this kind of same language, and everybody's saying, Paul, the way you're teaching, it's not like we just sin, 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 we say. So he said, what shall we say then? Shall we just continue sin, sin, Listen how he says it. What shall we say then? Shall we continue sin? that grace may abound, he says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? Try to get a pastor preach on the fact that we're dead to sin. I got a question for you. What part of you is dead to sin? Dead to sin means you can't sin. You know why you can't sin, brothers and sisters, this new man? Because this new creature is not under the law. The flesh, with the flesh, is still not saved, doesn't have the covenant, it's still under the law. This thing ain't under the law, it's under grace. Where there is no law, it's impossible for there to be sin. That's why it can't sin. Now read it again. Whosoever abideth in him or is in him, People make a body like you come. They they use the word abides like you're in, you're out, you're in. No, you you either in, you're not in and out when you repent, you're in. And then, of course, you got to repent. And when you're saying you're out, that's how we was taught in church. I'm anxious the way we hear what Don going to say because it, they was taught at, at our church, Holy Prayer Temple, at the name of our church, Prayer Temple, they taught, if you and if you repent, you back in Christ. And if you sin, you out. And, you know, if he coming, you why you you can. I mean, think about that. That's why, I like the rest of the scripture that says, "Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him." Yeah, they don't know what to say about that because they all sin. Neither known him. It's saying you never even knew him if you sin, and that's right because again, if you're born again. In this new creature, in this new creature that the Father placed inside of us, the Bible says His seed remaineth in Him, and He cannot sin. That's verse nine. So this thing is of God. It's some place in us of God. It's some God did. So if you have this, you don't sin, and you can't sin. If you sin. If sin is on you, the spirit, that just means you have, you have never known him. You haven't had this yet. That's all that means. If you, if this is this is this Romans, First uh, John three. This this is what I'm reading. It's talking about you, the spirit. If you try to read that with you, the flesh, it's gonna confuse you. If you read it like it's talking about the spirit, your spirit, it makes all the sense in the world. So it basically is saying, whosoever is abided in him in the spirit, one more time, verse 6, whosoever abided him, 
sin it not. Whoever whoever spirit is in Christ, sin it not. Right. It's sin it not. If you look at that with the flesh, you say, well, I'm sinning, so I must, it's, you're going to get confused. Think of it like this. The new, the real you, whosoever abides in him, you're in Christ, sin it not. It says sin it not. You're either sinning or you're sinning not. Okay. So if you're in him, it says, whosoever sins have not seen him. That's people that is not spiritually. Are you sinning spiritually? Yes. Then you ain't, you ain't been born again yet. That's all it means by you haven't seen him. And then it goes on to say, you ain't even known him. Right. You haven't known him because you ain't born again. But once you're born again, you abided in him. I'll I, I just see how Don, I'm doing. Don will let me know. Oh, boy, you confused. She ain't going to play with me. So let's do this. Okay, Don, I just sent the invite. And everybody, this is my oldest sister. <laughs> Don, we've had conversations over so many years. Okay, Don. All yeah. right, everybody can see you now. So, again, welcome to my Facebook Live, and tell me what you got to say about First John 3. Now, we didn't read the chapter, everybody, but what I've read is First uh, John 3 and 6 and First John 3 and 9. So go ahead, Donna, what say you? Um, if you if you are abiding in Christ, then the spirit man cannot sin. It's just no way. It's no way. Because you are on the same, you're in tune with him. And, and the spirit man is not going to want to sin. But if you're walking around and you are in the company of what's not right, if you in it long enough, you're going to want to partake. And I feel in my in my heart, if you... If you think it, you might as well go on and do it. But you cannot, you cannot believe that if you going out there and you stealing and robbing and killing, no, no, back off your camera, son. Back off your camera, son. Okay. Well, I'm just not really. I still got the scar from my wreck. I look a mess, but anyway. That's Um, why you're trying to look sideways. No, I'm just relaxing this chair. You know, I don't really care one way or the other. You know me. I'm going to roll it like I roll it. You can like it on your own. You know, that's the way it goes with me. But I'm just saying, if if you are in a situation where you're putting yourself to where that spirits are real, they want to attach, Satan ain't playing no game, so he's not going to play with you. He's going to throw it at you, and if you're sitting there long enough, you're going to pick up those spirits before you know it, Okay, let's so, let's slow it down, darling, just for a minute. Let's slow it down because you're saying a lot. I'm trying to let you flow, and I'm gonna let you flow. But I'm gonna ask you a question. Now, y'all heard Donna yeah. say, Donna is talking. This is the teaching we come up in. Whosoever abideth in Him, they're using the word abideth as though you can come in and go out, come in and go out. That's the problem. No, the spirit man, the spirit man can't do that. When just like when God created us, He created the body to do a lot of things. Every organ, every tissue, everything in your body line up with what God intended for it to do. Uh, and he also put that spirit within you so it can connect with him. Okay, so, now hold on. Hold on a second. I just, I want you to, I want you to, if what you're saying is true, 
I want to know what you're going to do with the rest of the scriptures. So what Don is saying, if you abide in Christ, that's that's the way we've been taught forever. Everybody teach that. So if you abide in Christ, everybody, you got to abide in him. If you abide in him, he can save you. Honey, he can keep you. But it said, whosoever abideth in him, sin it not. So that's what you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying what they've been teaching. Yeah, if you abide in Christ, honey, he can save you. But they never talk about the rest of the scripture. You say, whosoever sinneth, which is all of us, hath not seen him. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. You said a map. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me listen. Let me, let me write this down. Yeah, you need to read. That's why I'm telling everybody, turn in your Bibles to 1 John 3. These scriptures rattle the whole church world. They don't know what to say on this. That's why I'm telling you, brothers, I mean, brothers and sisters, that... I'm not trying to say I'm the only one teaching this. A lot of folks teach this. This is just grace, really. And Paul, Apostle Paul said he suffered because he taught this. And other, other, other disciples had trouble with him because he was teaching this. It's called grace. So what, what it's saying here, Donna, whosoever abideth in him, sin it not. What Donna is saying, honey, if you abide in him, he can keep you. What... This is not, this is not, that abiding don't mean that. This is not you can come in, come in and go out. Because listen to what it say after that. It say, whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. And it, it's a killer at the end. Neither, they ain't never even known him. Have you seen well, him? That, hold on, hold on, hold on. One more thing. I okay. want you to listen, Don. I want you to stay focused. Because this is, I want okay. this, I want you to stay on point. It's saying, if you if you abided in him, you haven't sinned. You say, whoever abides in him, sin it not. That's number one. Everybody you know and I know down is sinning. So I don't know if they're in him. Now listen, no, nobody we know qualify like this. Unless it's got to be like I was teaching earlier. It must mean something else. You say, whoever abides in him, sin it not. That ain't nobody we know. Donna goes on to say, whosoever sinned have not seen him. That's everybody we know. That's everybody we know. So everybody we know have not seen him, and, and then it says, neither have they known him. So everybody we know that have seen him have never known God. So the whole church will going to hell. So that's what I'm trying to say. There's a part of us that is born again, Donald. And once we're born again, the Bible says he puts in us this seed. It's an incorruptible seed. This is it's called born again. That's why you got scriptures that say things like, in him. Those two words are the most important words probably in the whole Bible, Donna. In him means you're in Christ, you're invisible. Here's another Donna scripture that says you're dead. It says you don't even exist. You, you, you're now Christ. When Christ who is our life shall appear, we shall appear with him. Donna, another scripture. You didn't, I don't think you heard this because you was a little late. But verse 9 says, whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. Stop. Everybody we know commits sin. So does that mean nobody's born of God? Verse 9. Again, everybody, we're on 1 John 3 and 9. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. Listen. For his seed remaineth in him. What does that mean? That's what I was just talking about. Those of us that's born again, the Bible says we can't sin. A part of us can't sin. It says, and he cannot sin. Whoa. Don, we ain't never been taught that. All the days of prayer, faith, temple, all the days, we ain't never been taught that. It says he cannot sin because he is born of God. 
My point is, all of us say we're born to God, but all of us say we can sin. This is what I mean by false teaching. Not false teaching, because I don't think these people are false prophets, but they just, they're not, they're not, they're not taught properly. So Apostle Paul, and then I'm going to go back to you down here in a second. But the Apostle Paul was teaching this so strong, James said this. James said, wait a minute. Because people that was taught by Paul, I'm sure they were running to James. James said, listen, if we say we have no sin, we are liars. If we say we have no sin, we're liars and the truth ain't in us. But if we ask, if we, if, we, if, we, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. So you got James saying that, and you got the Apostle Paul over here saying, there is no sin in him. Where there is no law, there is no sin. Now, I know I'm kind of jumping around, but what I'm trying to get you to see is this. 1 John 3 and, and 6, and 1 John 3 and 9, we've got to be able to fit that in our, in our belief system some kind of way. As Apostle Paul is a false prophet. So, Donna, mm-hmm. go ahead with your comment based on what I said. Now, stay focused on what I'm just talking about now, the scriptures anyway. So what do you think it means in the scripture when it says, for instance, whosoever abided in him sinned not, whosoever sinned have not seen him. That's deep. Donna, that's everybody. Well, I'm going to say this, and, and, and that's true, because he did say that when we stand before him, it's going to be a lot of them say what they did in his name. He's going to say, depart from me, because he never knew you. You, you. A lot of people, and I have, I have to base it off of my experience. When I was going uh, to prayer faith and whatever, whatever church I was going to, I was basically, it was a rehearsed line. Everybody pretty much say and do the same thing. And I'll say, if, if this is for me to say, and I'm not to judge anybody, I would say the church is far from God. Hold on, 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 hold on. I don't mean no harm. I don't like cutting people off. Everybody accuse me of that. But Donna, you're a little bit off. Because what you're saying, you're just a little bit off. I want you to answer this question, Donna. Point blank. And, and not, not just Donna, anybody. If anybody wanted me to bring them on, Say bring me on. I'm gonna watch the chatting there. And I'm gonna try to bring you on. If you're in the if you're in the uh, chat room and you want to comment, you all just p- type your question and I'll get to it. Okay. Again, I want to thank, thank everybody for tuning in to not only my Facebook Live but Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is Brother Seth just having a little study about something that changed my life. This scripture, this chapter changed my life, and not just this chapter, but y'all. There's over 500 scriptures talking about. It. In him, in him, how we are different, how we're new, how we're born again, how that everything we do now, we're in Christ. The Bible says in him we move and have our being. But the way these preachers are preaching, they're talking like, no, you're in the flesh. Now, you should you should buffet your flesh and keep it under. So, Don, to get back to your pointed question, I want to ask you a pointed question. Don't be embarrassed. You, I know you're not going to be embarrassed. No way. First John 6. If you don't know, you just don't know. I mean, I didn't know. I probably still don't know. But, I mean, this scripture is talking like ain't nobody saved. This scripture is talking like ain't nobody saved. If we're going to look at our bodies, nobody can make it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, one more thing. I want you to get pointed now. I'm going to read it again, and I want you to really listen to me. And anybody want to come on like Donna? Please do. I'm going to read it one more time, and I want you to help me explain what you think this is saying. It says, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. That's number one. 
Do you abide in him? You sin it not. You say, yeah, that's possible. All right, honey, you got to abide in him. But the way you teach it and the way everybody else in the world teach it is you can abide in him and you can be out of him. You can be in him. But this goes on to say, whosoever sinneth have not seen him. That is deep. So you're trying to say everybody that sinneth, listen, it says whosoever sinneth have not seen him. Now it goes on to say they never even knew him. Explain that right there. It says they, okay. they ain't even knew him if they sent it. Isn't that everybody you know? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say it. If you're in him, you are with him. But there's no such thing as striving no fence. If a lot of people talk to Jesus and try to walk like they're walking with Jesus, but they far from him. So if, if you're offended, no, you're not with him. Because you can't have two masters in one unit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So you got to act like that. You can't, I can't come in your house, said, right, and do what I want to do, right? I can't defile that house because that's not my house. That's your house. So our house is the house that God gave us here on earth. Can you see it? Uh, yeah, but Jesus came down to show us that we didn't have to. We did not have to. He said he was going to send us back a comforter that where we could do things that he did. I don't see none of the church, none of the okay, people. Okay, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 hold on. Don't get off. Stay on point. Nobody. Stay on point. I, I am. I don't see nobody doing what Jesus did. So I'm going to ask the question you said, can you abide in him and not sin? Yes, if you were with him. But if you're in sin, exactly, you don't know him because you can't know something when you're serving another man. Okay, now listen to this part. To, master. What about the last part of Scripture? Again, okay. everybody, we're talking about a testimony I'm sharing how that I was sinning. Early on, and this is the year I think I won like 70 I forget the amount of people, y'all. I used to know it. It's like 72 people or something. I was praying for the sick. People was getting healed instantly. Not everybody got healed instantly, but some people did. And this is when those, uh, a little later on, I began to, uh, my my whole experience with evil spirits. So I was just, I was most zealous. This is the most zealous time of my walk. I'm a, I shamelessly say it, but y'all know how a lot of us, when we first came into it, we was turned on. But I had this, this sin issue. And I was I was getting ready to quit the whole church and everything because I kept hearing mothers and uh, preachers say, "Honey, if you if you got the Holy Ghost, it's just some things you just won't do." And I kept feeling like I, these people weren't sinning at all. I found out later, them little mothers that wear those little white stockings are some of the biggest devils, uh, acting like devils anyway, in the whole state. I mean, bitterness, old old baggage of bitterness. Anyway, my my point was God delivered me by a, through a guy named Andrew Womack and read it through those scriptures through Apostle Paul and saying that there was a part of me that was born again that can't sin. That's what's abiding in him, Donovan. And that if I did sin, that just means I ain't had this yet. Because once I'm in here... I can't sin, and that if I'm outside of this, which means I have sin. sin. Listen, if I'm out, if I'm not in Christ, just pretend this is a ball, y'all. If I'm in Christ, I can't sin. The Bible says it said you can't sin. We gotta just say what it says. 
It says, whosoever is born of God, this is some God created inside of us. When you in Christ or in this was born of God, listen to this scripture, Donna. You know you. I'm not gonna put you on front street, but you know a lot of people have okay. trouble. A lot of people have trouble with the scripture. Listen to the scripture. It says, "Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new." How can all things be new? We all have trouble with that scripture, but if you look at it like I'm saying it, really and truly, if you're in Christ. The Bible says you don't even exist no more. We never hear nobody say that. But it does say that. That's why we get baptized, Donna. We go down in the water. It's saying the spirit. This is this whole chapter is talking about the spirit part of us. If you try to make it like the flesh part of us, Donna, it ain't going to make sense. Now, I think that's what you're doing. I think that's what a lot of pastors are doing. I think you're trying to put the flesh in, Donna. So watch. This is what Donna is saying to me. You help me out if I'm wrong. This is what I guarantee you all of y'all pastors, most of it, not all, because a lot of you teach this truth. But most people teach, say it like this. Whosoever is abiding in Christ every day, now y'all can go in and out. That's how they teach it. You can go in and out. But now if you stay in Christ, you sin it not. But they never talk about the rest of this. It says, whosoever sinneth have not seen him. Donna, that is everybody we know. It says, whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. You're not saying that, Donna. And he went on to say, neither have you known him. You didn't even, you never even known him if you sinned. You, you have never. Now, so comment on just that right there. Not the church needs to be doing this. So it says, one more time, I want you to stay on point. It says, that if you abide in him, if you're in Christ, you don't sin. That ain't nobody we know. It ain't saying you sin and you don't. It's saying you don't. Go ahead. I, I, I remember that scripture coming up, and I battled with it. Said I did, I did, I did. And I can't talk about nobody. I'm not worried about the church and people in it because everybody got to work out their own soul salvation. But I would say this, and I hope I don't go the wrong way, but sometimes he got to get you, he has to get your attention to where that you can understand it. Because a lot of that Bible, I could not understand it because it was like in a foreign language. But I was driving a car, and that scripture, what you're talking about, I was asking, I would beat myself up because I would do some things, and I didn't want to go sing in a choir because I wasn't living right. And I do not want to play with God as if he was a toy, and I'd take him down when I got ready, and then I wanted him when I went to play with him. But if this hit me, if you would love me, and this is inhuman, if you love me like you loved your first love, ain't no way you're going to err. And you know Jesus loves us unconditionally. So ain't no way Jesus is going to mess up. And with him being my first love, Ain't no way I'm on myself because I want more of him every day, every, every every inch, every hour, every day, every month, week, month, year. It doesn't matter. I don't want to part from him because I love him that much as he is my first. But if I am not feeding that, that, that inner man that he placed in his human body, I, I will drift away. I will. And it's not that... I, I, I want to wrong him in any way. It's just that, like you said, you love darkness better than you do light. 
I just don't think that scripture is giving us a path to do what we want because it's just like when you go to work and you go to work, you're looking for a paycheck. And so if you get fired because you didn't do your job because you were sinning, you still are not worthy of that paycheck. So if that's the case, why don't we all just sin and just know we're going to heaven and ain't no way we're going to bust hell wide open. But if you're going to serve a master, serve that master to the fullest. So if you go to hell, you go to hell with fine colors. But if you're living for him, you need to walk the way he acts. He, the Bible is a roadmap. He tells us what to do. I don't want it to be like, okay, I can. I, I used to have a problem with looking at all these women pregnant, no husband. Okay, hold on, 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 Donna, Donna, hold on a second, hold a second. I don't mean no harm. I hate cutting people off. I want you to go, 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 but I want you to stay on topic, and I want you to really listen to what I'm saying. I said, you said I stay with us. No, no, hear me out. No, 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 hear me out. No, listen, the Bible says if you sin, you never know him. Dress that right there. That's true. That's true. That's, that's what I was saying about if you can love me like you love that first love, that first person you fell in love with. It's no way you can stand. But if 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 if, if I can stay all day long, uh, I know him, and I really don't know him. Stand. Donna, hold on a second. Listen, and I don't want to. I don't want to. Again, we're gonna take a little break here. And we'll come back. But I don't want you to really think about something, because I want to put you on, on front street. I really don't. No, put me on front street. No, no, it's listen, okay. listen. Even if you say it's okay, I don't want to do it. I don't okay. want to talk to you. I honestly don't think you can answer what I'm saying. Okay. Here's because what I'm saying is the Bible says if you sin, you've never known it. I don't think you can address that. I don't think nobody yeah, can. So what I'm going to do. Out of respect for you, and I'm not trying to feel sorry for you, and I just don't think nobody, people are not taught properly. Again, let me ask you if this. You born, so you felt, do you felt okay when you was laying hands on people and you knew you were sinning? Because he said, lay your hands on no man's stomach. Listen, the Bible don't say you feel like it's okay. It, it, it says if you sin, the soul, the soul that sin will surely die or experience death. There is a death you experience when you when you sin. There's a, the Bible says God is great and not conscious. You're going to pay for your sins. If you keep sinning, you're going to wind up not believing none of this. So I'm not advocating sin. That's why Apostle Paul said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? How do those of us that are dead? We're dead to sin, Donna. you got to say what the Bible says at some point. We're dead. We absolutely, positively are dead to sin. What can sin is our flesh. And we got a bunch of pastors that talk to us as though we're just flesh and never talk to us as though we're new creatures in Christ. They never, ever talk to us as though there's a part of us that can't sin. They never talk to us as though there's a part of us that cries, Abba, Father, and this part of us can't sin. So we are walking around and being taught by ignorant people that don't know that we've already won the fight. When you walk and think like that, Donna, it's like this, and I'm going to take this break. Donna, I appreciate you hanging out with me. Uh, Y'all, everybody, Percep Porsche, the ambassador. 
Purcell Porsche from uh, Five Stone Ministry was supposed to be with me, and he couldn't make it. So uh, Donna, it, I just kind of picking on her tonight. So y'all bear with me, but I am going to take a little short break after I make this comment. But Donna, it's like some Fred Price said. If you see your, if you walking down the street, I want everybody to think about this. This is deep. This is going to help us understand what Brother Seth is really trying to get at. The Bible says, well, Fred Price was talking about this story. Let me go there. He was saying, if you walking down the street and you got on a white suit like I got on, and somebody's in a dirty hole, a manhole working, and say, hey, man, I'll give you $500 you jump down here and help me, or whatever the amount was. You're going to say, no, I'd like to make that kind of money, man, but no. He's going to say, why? You're going to say, because I'm clean. I'm clean, brother. I can't jump in there with you. But the next day, if you're walking and you got on, if you're wearing some black, you just got off of work and you you already dirty, you got on black suit or something, and it's kind of greasy. The same guy say, hey, man, jump down this hole and help me. You're going to say, well, okay, you know why? You're already dirty. He say, once you see yourself as the new man, and you focus on the fact that your sin's been taken away, you can walk boldly to the Father. You don't feel like the Father mad at you. You, if you see yourself as clean, that's why we're supposed to live holy in the flesh or keep our flesh under control because of what we are in the spirit. We are to live holy because we already is holy. People teach it like when you get your flesh on, that's when you're holy. No. We are the righteousness. That's why we say these scriptures, the righteousness of God in Christ, it don't really fit. We don't really believe that, Donna, because what I'm teaching right now all of it makes sense. Now, as I get ready to go to the break, listen to the scriptures. Look how much sense they make. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. We are one with Christ. He that has seen me, I mean, it says that uh, 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 we, in him we live, we move, we have our being. We, we only exist in this, the new man, Donna. We don't exist in the flesh. Paul says, I find myself... What I want to do, I, 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 there's a battle in my flesh. He's going to say, so it's with this inward man I'm pleasing God, not with my body. He goes on in Romans 8 and it says, there is therefore no condemnation for those who walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is what he was doing in Romans 7 when his inward man was craving the things of God. Some people look at Romans 8 and say, well, no, it says, therefore, there is no combination in which in Christ who walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. They go back to that old teaching again. No, Paul was just saying his inward man was crying out to God while his body was crying out to his world, and he was finding himself doing something in this world that he hated. So I want you to think about that, Donna, if you can, and just think about it, because I put a lot on you, and I don't want to put you on the spot. I want you to think about it, okay. and then we come okay. back on this break, everybody. Again, you've tuned to the Five Suits on Network, brothers and sisters. Again, uh, my sister just kind of hanging out with me. And some of y'all, I know y'all feel like like her, and and uh, call in a comment if you want, and I'll um, we can talk about that. Again, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Five Suits on Network. 
Uh, I see a Neo Nation in the chat room. Y'all can comment, and I'll get to your chats or your question. If you have a question for uh, myself or Donna, uh, again, y'all, this is very, very important, and we're trying our best to uh, to understand the scriptures. We'll be right back. Back up where you had it. Again, um, so 
I, 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 I'm glad Donna was on here, and I'm glad she's speaking. Nothing wrong with what she's saying. She's saying what millions of pastors say every day, but I'm just saying, the way this reads is, if whosoever abideth in him, sinneth not. Stop right there. That's nobody I know. It's not saying if you abide him, you sin, but if you don't abide him, you sin. Because it goes on to say, whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. That means if you sin it, you ain't seen him. That's everybody we know. And then the th- last one says, you ain't even known him. That's that's everybody we know. So that scripture can't mean if you if y'all just keep your mind on him, you won't sin. It says you neither known him. You ain't never even known him. That's everybody we know. That means nobody known God because everybody we know sinning. So that can't mean what that means. So what God showed me when I kept sinning and I wanted to quit the church and just get out of it, Andrew Womack came along and talked about this new man and how that we can't sin because the new man in Christ is not under the law. The flesh, here's the new man, which is where our spirit is at, and then the flesh is over here. This flesh is what served the law of sin and death. So we're here about talking about sin. It's talking about what the flesh can do. This new man can't sin. This is how we're related. I have a new man. Donna has a new man. Uh, you know, other people on this chat line, Sister GC, and I would assume she has a new man and all the other listeners. I'm not going to start calling you. I probably shouldn't have called GC out, but I'm just saying all these people, Sister Linda Porter, all these people on this line has this new man. Well, that's how we relate it, through the new man. But what nobody never teaches is what all does that mean? That that new man can't sin. So part of us, the Father is looking at us one way, and we're looking at ourselves through these preachers teaching, thinking, you know, well, he like you now, but he might not like you. But no, why does the Bible say we stand before him blameless in love? How can you stand before the Father blameless when we got this sin? If, if, if I, again, if you read this scripture with the flesh in mind, it's going to confuse you. It's not going to make sense. If you read this 1 John 3, the whole chapter, and you think of the spirit man, it makes all the sense in the world. Verse 6 would read, Whosoever abideth in him, if you're in Christ, sinneth not. Right, because you're in him. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him. That just means you ain't been in Christ. You're not in Christ. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him. Right, you ain't even seen him, because you ain't in Christ, right? Are you... Are you are, Hey, you spirit. Well, now I'm talking to a person that's not born again. I'm talking to their spirit. Hey, have you sinned? Yeah, I've sinned. I'm talking about their spirit. Okay, you, that's because you ain't born again. Right? No, I ain't born again. But once they're in Christ, they can't sin. That part of this, it can't sin. So if you're able to sin with your spirit, you just ain't been born again. If you sin it, you ain't even never known him. Because you ain't in him. It makes all the sense in the world. But we're not taught that. Donna, go ahead. Okay, let me ask you this. So if I accepted Christ in my life some time ago, and um, I go out here and I commit some sins like sinners do, so I get a pass because Back in my past, I accepted Christ in my life, but I'm doing the same thing they're doing and sinning, and they just had never 
except to Christ. So which sin is greater than the other, or are they both sin? Very good question. The question is, do you have the faith? Do you still, the Bible says we have to receive the Father, and we have to believe. And if you if you believe that he came, lived, died, and rose and left, do you really believe that? Number one, that's a miracle because you wasn't there. If this, how, how do you believe that you wasn't there? So if you believe that that's a miracle right there. If you actually believe that there was a man that came to this earth, lived and died, rose again this deep, you mean you really believe that three days in the ground, and you believe that? If you believe that that's a miracle, the Bible says that's the first thing you get. That's a miracle. And that that miracle you got to believe is not even your of your effort. The Bible says it's a gift. He causes people, he gives people that belief. So if you if you was maybe reading the scriptures and it came, this gift came, you was hearing a preacher and this gift came to you and you believe that's a miracle right there. You're born again. You're his. End of story. You got that new man. That new man can't sin. Now, if you're not taught properly and people teaching you all kind of crazy stuff, you could begin to sin so much so that I ask you, do you believe in God? No, I don't believe in God no more, man. Okay. How can you be justified by your faith and you don't even believe no more? So sin costs you there. So I don't believe in no sin, 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 sin. So I don't know. Only God can judge whether or not a person still has that faith or not. All I know is what the Scripture says, and I can't go against it. Whosoever is born of God, verse 9, whosoever born of God do not commit sin. That's because it is. Whosoever born, born of God do not commit sin. Donna, I'm going to say that to you. I'm not even ask you. Whosoever born of God does not commit sin, then nobody's born of God because everybody commits sin. That don't make sense. But if you look at what I'm saying, if if you're a part of the new man, the new whosoever is born of God, spiritually speaking, do not commit sin. That's right. Because this not even under the law. Don't you can't. You, we're not under the law. In Christ, we're not under the law. We're under grace. So there is not even a law. There's no law under grace. The Bible says. There is no sin where there is no law. you got to have a law. We're in Christ. The Bible says the Father put us in Christ. If he wants to do that, I don't care how crazy it sounds. If he wants to say we're sitting in heavenly places, which sounds kind of spooky, so you saying we're not on the earth, we're sitting in heavenly places in Christ. If he wants to say that, Donna, it sounds kind of spooky. But if he says you sit in heavenly places, I'm going to say I sit in heavenly places. But every day people look at us, we got a body, and that's why it's hard to believe this stuff. Verse 9, and then I'm coming back to you, Don, I'm going to wrap up this show. Whosoever is born of God, do it not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him. Do we never, ever is taught that his seed remaineth in us? His seed remaineth in us. When we're born again, his seed, something he did, not something we did, his seed remains in us. That's why we can't sin in our spirit. And he cannot sin. Donna, that's killer. Verse 9. And he cannot sin? Now, who are they talking about? We don't know. No, it's saying he cannot sin. It's in the Bible. Verse 1 John 3 and 9. Who shall have born God do it not commit sin? For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin. I've never been taught that. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. It say he cannot sin because he's born. That is not what we're taught. So once God showed me this right here, Donna, now I can be bold. 
I can walk into his, to his throne boldness because it's not in me. I'm going. That's what I mean by coming in Christ's name. I'm coming as though I'm Christ because you put me in Christ. So now I can pray in his name. That's why demons come out. Satan, you evil spirits, I command you in his name. I come as though I'm Christ. I command. That's. Because if it was based on our efforts, we can cast out nothing. We can go pray. We don't deserve nothing. If you bring the physical flesh into that chapter, we don't deserve nothing. I got all kind of stuff. Forget it. We don't deserve. You can't pray in his name. This is a holy God. Well, I sin once a year. That ain't good enough. I just sinned on in July. I only sin in July. That ain't good enough. Donna, we have never, ever, ever been taught like that in our entire life. So go ahead and well, comment, comment, stay on topic now, and then we're going to wrap up. Well, really, to tell you the truth, I'm glad I wasn't taught like that. Because I would want to have more respect for God. To not want to stray away and commit any kind of sin. Because Satan is where the sin comes from come in at. He got a job to do, and he's trying his best to take his and whatever he can take to hell with him. I just would pray that his son, it wasn't all in vain for him to hang on that cross for me, and I still want to play kid for cat and play her one foot in and one foot out. Because I, I feel in my heart, in my heart, if you really, really, really knew him, you really had a real relationship with him, you wouldn't want to see him. Donna. So that's the question you hold on, that's the question everybody needs to ask themselves. But I, I cannot and I'm gonna say this, that for real, for real, with the struggles I go through in life, I ain't got no major ones, but I do have everybody got some junk. I don't let everybody lay their hands on me. I mean that that's, that's off topic, that's off topic, that's off topic. Hold on, that's off topic. You gotta stay on topic. I'm staying on topic because I know everybody has gifts. God gave every human being gifts and talents. So, and them gifts was made and put there in place for the body of Christ. For him to be manifested through us. And if we are playing out there, how can he use us to the fullest? Okay, now hold a second, hold a second, hold a second, hold a second, hold a second. I'm only cutting you off because... You keep going back to this, um, you know, you don't want to play. If God says you're righteous and, and, and you can't sin, a part of you can't sin, you're not doing him no favors by saying, see, I think you're thinking this message some kind of way is making people sin. Listen, Donna. Here's what Creflo Dollar said one time. Never thought I would quote him because I disagree with Creflo on a lot of issues. But one thing he said, I agree, he said, people don't need a license to sin. He said, y'all saying that grace, the grace message, made people just give a license to sin. That's kind of what you're saying. Well, that just will make me want to sin, sin, sin. Donna, people are already sinning, sinning, sinning on both sides, on grace without grace. So you don't need this message for people to sin. They're going to sin anyway. That's why God said, you know what, I can't trust y'all. I'm going to put y'all in Christ. So now you're in Christ. I don't see your sin. 
Now, if we think like that, like Fred Price say, when we see ourselves clean, we're more apt to try to live clean in the flesh. You're saying, no, I don't want you telling me I can't sin because I may go sin. That's not true, Donna. You sin, oftentimes we sin because we feel like we're just dirty. I just dirty. That's just how it is. But if you feel like I'm holy right now, right now, Donna, while you sit in that chair and I'm sitting in this chair, if we feel like we're the righteousness of God, then we are a part of us is as righteous as God Almighty right now. It ain't nothing to work for. We already is. Now he's got given us a flesh. The flesh craves evil. Now deal. You're better off then than to be saying, I'm just dirty, I ain't all of sin, we all none. If you just feel like I, I, I just can't do it, then you're just going to sin, 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 sin. So you're not doing God no favors by saying, I'm glad I wasn't taught that. Are you kidding? If the Bible says you're a new man, you're dead to sin, you, your life is gone, you, you're, you're dead, then why you get baptized, Donna? Baptized is said, baptized, baptism is, listen, baptism is symbolic. That the old Donna died. What you're thinking is the old Donna kind of died, but she can come, she can resurrect. No, that thing that come up out of the water has never existed before. That's why I think sometimes they need to change our name when we born again. Donna, when you was baptized, and I got to wrap up this, and I'm going to get your last words, and I want to wrap this up by reading the entire chapter so folks will wrap it up shortly. And again, Donna, I appreciate you tuning in and, and helping me out tonight. Again, Ambassador Purcell, Purcell, I thought he was going to be with me, and he wasn't. So this is good because what Donna is articulating, she's doing a good job. This is where a lot of pastors at. They teach this, that abiding in him is you can be in and out. No, abiding in him means you're in him. You ain't in and out. You're in him. It's your identity with Christ. How can you say body of Christ and then turn and say sin? If you're the body of Christ, you can't sin. That's why I say coming for a church, the church is already without spot or wrinkle. When the church going to be without spot or wrinkle? It don't make sense. It never made sense when I heard that. Honey, you better get right because you're only coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. How can the church ever be right? Isn't there going to be a new, a new Christian that just came yesterday that was a stripper, now she's saved? How can a church be without spot or wrinkle? She's going to be sinning. Ain't there with some guy that was some... Just got out of prison. He's a he now say how are you gonna not sin? How are all us gonna be without spot or wrinkle? That ain't what it's saying. This new man is without spot or wrinkle, and he's just coming back for this. That never made sense to me, Donna. Final comments, and let's wrap up. And then I'm gonna read this chapter after Donna. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get rid. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Donna go, and we're gonna read this chapter. And y'all going to see what I mean. This whole chapter going to make sense, Donna. This whole chapter going to make sense. If you see it's spiritual, don't put the body in First John 3, everybody. Again, this is talking about you spiritual. Have you sinned? Then you just ain't born again. Because if, you, if you're born again, a part of you can't sin. So if you sin, if you sin, you haven't even known him which means you haven't been in this process. But once you're in this process, you can't sin. Have you sinned? Are you sinned? 
spiritually speaking, yes. You're just not born again. Once you're born again, you can't sin. It makes all the sense in the world, and I thank God for it because it keeps me going even when I mess up in my flesh. Now, do I abuse it sometimes? Probably. Probably. Do I abuse it sometimes? Probably. That's why Apostle Paul said, hey, y'all got somebody sleeping with their father's mother. So when you come together, turn this person over to Satan, death, that their spirit may be saved. Why is their spirit going to be saved? Because they are saved. That should answer your question earlier, your earlier question. Why did the Apostle Paul say, turn this man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that's death, that his spirit might be saved? Apostle Paul, but that, that's not the only time Apostle Paul said that. There was another time he was rebuking some people down real quick. He was saying, what are y'all doing? It's always sexual sins with Israel. He said, you're doing this, and y'all doing this. There's fornication, there's this. He said, what are y'all doing? You are holy. You are righteous. You are clean. See, our pastors don't talk to us like that when we sin. They make the sin us. Apostle Paul said, what are y'all doing? You're holy. You're righteous. What are you doing? Nobody talked to us like that. Nobody talked to us like that. Nobody talked to us like that. They treat you like you're the flesh, and we're not with a new, regenerate thing born again. You never hear preachers talk to you about that new man, but Andrew Womack and some others. Very few preachers are talking like this. This is, what you want to know the name of this? This is the grace message right here. Go ahead, Donna. We're going to wrap up. So I'm going to jump on that, and then I'm done. When he asked the church, what are you doing? You are righteous people. Why are you sinning? What are you doing? That meant they was doing something they had no business because they're supposed to be representing the body of Christ. Right. So were they sinning or not? They were what sinning like crazy. Okay. You can't do that. That's why he asked, what are you doing? He's talking about why are you doing that with your flesh? Why aren't you keeping your flesh on because exactly. you're... Exactly. But, but what you you're missing, that? what you're missing is you're saying they're sinning. What you're missing is what he said when he said, you are righteous. You're not, you're not saying that I'm part, saying. Donna. You're, you are righteous people. What are you doing? You are not supposed to do this. Right. What are you doing? But here's what and, and, and that's what I'm saying. If you are supposed to be righteous, you should not be partaking and partying with sin. Right. But what I'm trying to get you to see is this, Don, that you're missing. You're not focusing on the you're righteous part. You're just focusing on they were sinning. He said they were sinning. I never said. No, no. I never said. I, I got it. That's why he corrected them. He said, you are righteous people. What are you doing? In other words, not, not, hold on. Know. Not a righteous people, as in all y'all righteous. He's saying you're righteous, like individually, you are righteous. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. He yes, said, so that's why? What just, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, Seth. That's what I'm saying. You are righteous, and the body of Christ. Get it together and straighten it up. You're not supposed to be acting like that. Right. And that's that's that part right there. So I'm just saying, don't walk on Satan's turf and play on his ground because he don't play fair. Well, what I wanted to focus on, Donna, tonight is not so much saying to people, 
Um, I wanted to hear. When he went, when he died, and when he took the keys from the pit of hell, he took all that. We ain't, we don't have a reason to sin. We don't, because he freed us. Right, from but him. that's not the topic. You kind of. I just, know. I'm just saying we don't have to. But when we do, when Paul was talking to these people, they did that because that's what they wanted to do. They knew better, but they still wanted to do that. But, you know, come on now. We're supposed to be a different people. We're supposed to be separate from the from the world. So that's all I'm saying. Well, what you're saying, Donna, nobody's never going to argue against that because that's just flat living right, and we're all commanded to do that despite how you see grace whether you see yourself in Christ or not, I, I just wanted to focus on, like I said, the fact that there's a part of us that can't sin, and we ain't never treated like that. Nobody never talked to us like that. That's and that's why that's why when people read First John 3, they say the Bible is hard to read. The Bible ain't hard to read. We just taught error. And if you try to read First John 3 thinking about your flesh, it ain't going to work. But if you read First John 3 when he said, Whosoever about him sin it not. When you sin, you ain't gonna be look feeling funny. You're gonna be like, Yeah, I sin, but that's my flesh. If you say that like that, it makes sense. Because everybody's sinning. Whosoever abides in him sin it not. Well no, I guess nobody abiding in him because everybody's sinning. And then you're gonna say, Whosoever sinned have not seen him. You have to say, Donna, everybody you have ever known in church is not abiding in him. Because it says you have not even seen him. And then the last part of the verse is, is, is a killer. It says you ain't never even known him. So that's everybody you and I know. That's everybody in the world. If that scripture well, meant, if that scripture was talking about the body. But if that scripture okay. was talking about the spirit, it makes all the sense in the world. Don't I'm fight it. I'm going to hear one thing. I'm going to hear one thing and I'm gone. I'm going to say this here and that is the magic word. You say we don't we don't know him. If uh, we sin, we never knew him. Never. And I have to agree with that because if you knew him, we would be casting out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead, opening blind eyes, and I don't see nobody doing it. Okay, hold on a second. So you mean uh, is all of mankind going to hell? I'm gonna say this there. I don't know. I ain't got a hell to put him in, but I'm gonna say this. I know somebody. On the planet of this earth, that say they represent Jesus Christ, I would be doing some of what he did. Okay. And I'm going to say this. I know I ain't where I'm supposed to be. Now, hold on, 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 hold on a second. If Stay. the devil don't shake in your presence, maybe I already got you. <laughs> hold, hold a second, hold a second, hold a second. You're talking about something we all agree. I'm not trying to belittle it I'm or put saying. it down. I'm saying Donna, 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 okay. Donna. We all agree with what you're saying. That is not what I'm talking about, though. Oh. I'm talking about doctrine. I'm saying this thing is saying even the people you know cast out devils, and you and I both know some people. I'm one of them, and I have done it. I'm saying, Donna, every single person we ever knew sinned. They were sinning. Every powerful person you ever, Smith, Wigglesworth, whoever y'all want to try to name, all of them people had issues. A.A. A. Allen was drunkard. I mean, oh, you I'm just... I'm going to say this, Dad. I got so, some demons in me, and they ain't came out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I don't know what to Listen, mean. listen, 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 listen. Well, maybe if you see yourself, 
the way the Father sees you, you can talk to those demons with authority. But if you see yourself just dirty in your flesh, and that's all you ever talk from these pastors, then, yeah, you ain't going to never be able to do, get rid of no demons or nothing else. And I'm not trying to talk like any, everybody. I got it together. I, at times, are is a joke. But it ain't about me. Right. It's about a gift given to me. If the man wants to say I'm in Christ, if the father wants to put me in Christ and say, Seth, a part of you can't sin. This is how I see you. Why am I going to be sitting up arguing and talking about, well, you know, I know I, know I do this. That's me. He. That's the whole purpose of him sinning Christ. To, listen to this. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God which take away the sins of the world. Now, don't that sound different? Don't that sound different? The way I'm teaching this, don't that sound different? Christ came to take away the sins of the world. The Bible says, In him is no sin. The Bible says, In him is no sin. There can't be no sin. The, 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 what we're taught, yeah, you're in him, but he can be out. If you're in him, if he can be out. It don't make sense. That's why I love verse 6. It says, Whosoever abideth in him, sinneth not. Do you sin? Okay, you ain't abiding in him. And it says, You never even known him. That's everybody. So it can't mean, Donna, we can't keep holding on to these old teachings that's got us feeling no good. And then that's God. Paul talked about a struggle he had. He said things he ate. And what did the Apostle Paul hate? We don't know, but it's something he ate. He said, I found myself doing. He said, But I thank God that I serve God with my inward man. Why come people don't hear that? The man said, I serve God with my inward man. That's your spirit. And then the Bible says, God said, I, those that worship me must worship me in spirit. I got to wrap up. Again, y'all, uh, Don, I'm going to let you go, okay? I appreciate you being on tonight. I really, really, really do because my guest didn't show up, and so he couldn't. He couldn't have something going on. But I appreciate yeah. you. I'm going to wrap up here after I read this chapter really quickly to everybody to let y'all see the whole scope of this, and then we're going to wrap up. Again, thank you, Don. I appreciate it, okay? All right, everybody else, Donna, my sister, again, she tuned in. And I really appreciate that, y'all. That was deep. Wasn't that deep exchange? But the way Donald was saying that, that's exactly the way y'all pastors and y'all know it. Just tell the truth. Don't you have to shame. You ain't got to embarrass your pastor, but that's the way y'all believe. Y'all actually think that uh, you're in and out. You're in and out. Depends on how you live. You're in and out. No, you're not in and out. You're in Christ, and your sins is blotted away, and you're clean right now. Right now you're clean. Right now you're spotless. Right now the Bible says you're the righteousness of God in Christ. That's why we can't accept none of these scriptures. That's why we, I think that's why we live our life in such a way. That's why we can't tap into that power, include me. I'm talking like I got it all together. Well, at times I do. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I believe it. I stand on it, and I can, I can approach the Father boldly because I feel like I am in Christ. I'm Christ. You're supposed to approach the Father as though you're Christ. That's what it means to pray in His name. In His name means as Him. Like that sounds scary right there, don't it? A lot of y'all feel like, I ain't going to do that. I'm not Christ. The Bible says He that is joined to Christ is one spirit. Now, I'm telling y'all, I promise to God, the, the problem with our world is we don't believe that Bible. We're scared 
lot of us older, we feel like we don't want to die and all that, but we don't believe the Bible. We don't believe the Bible. We don't believe the Bible. We don't believe it. The Bible says in him we live. We move. We have our being. Have our being? It's saying we have our being in this new this new thing the Father did. If you don't believe what I'm saying, why you get baptized? That's what baptism is. It means People say, oh, my old ways, when I'm getting baptized, that's just me. I ain't, I ain't doing my old ways no more. I'm now I'm going to live for God now. So you go get baptized, and you go down, and everybody trying. I'm not putting down nobody. Oh, my God, I don't have it like that. I'm not that dude. I don't have it like that. But I'm telling you all the truth. The Bible says when you get baptized, it represents, it's talking about your spirit. Not your flesh, because your flesh ain't new because you go down. If you got a freckle right here or a tattoo here, when you get back up, you still got the tattoo. So it can't be your body is born again. It's talking about your spirit goes down. It wasn't born again. It could sin. But when it come back up, that thing can't sin. That's a new man. It can't sin. It can't sin. I said it can't sin. I said it can't sin. I said it can't sin. If you say as a spirit you sin, you've never known God. That means you've never been born again. Because once you're born again, this new man, that thing can't sin. So everybody that's been baptized and really believe in Christ and accept him, if they really believe they may not even understand baptism, but that's what that means. The spirit went down that can sin. And that person never knew God, verse 6. If you sin, you never knew God. That's this person, the, new, the spirit that haven't went down yet. I mean, the spirit that haven't been born again. But once that spirit is born again, the Bible says you're supposed to get baptized to represent what happened. So you're born again spiritually. You're supposed to get baptized to symbolize what happened to you. So then you get baptized once. And and really before you come up, you're already like that before you get in the water. You're already born again. But you're supposed to do the baptism to symbolize what already happened to you. So you go down, your spirit went down, and when you came up, you're born again. So when you come up out of the water, you're not born again. And you're born again before you can get in the water. But you're supposed to do the water thing to experience what happened. So the new us is new. That's why you call each other brothers and sisters in church. You ain't related to me. I'm a Turner. You a Smith or a Jones. Or a, I ain't related to you. Why are you telling me a brother? The same way we're connected in the spirit, that thing is flawless. There's no sin in the body of Christ. Not in the body of Christ. It's impossible. Donna's right. She said the spirit man cannot sin, only the flesh. She's right. We've been born again. People just use it all the time. That's why I said we probably need to change our names. That new person that is born again, again, I'm wrapping up, cannot sin. I'm going to read 1 John 3 real fast, and I'm going to play my music and get on out of here. Now watch how much sense it makes. And this was set me free around 1980, 
1982. I was zealous, and maybe that's why the Father showed me, because I was on fire. I was sharing, telling the gospel, reading my Bible four hours a day. And I was ready to give up on God and this whole thing. Donna's right. She went on to say it is impossible for you to sin in Christ. But in 82, I was ready to give up. Because people kept saying, if you say there's certain things you just won't do, I found out say people do anything the world do. If they don't read their Bible, they don't fellowship with saints, if they don't go to church, not that, I, I should say fellowship, not go to church, because we are the church. But if they don't fellowship around certain people, if they don't spend quiet time with the Father, they don't read their word, and even fast and pray, they will do anything because they got a flesh. The flesh of the world and the flesh of a saint is the same flesh. Yes, the flesh of a of a born again believer and the flesh of a world is the same flesh. What was born again is the spirit of a believer versus the spirit of a uh, somebody that's not born again. Some part of us cries out before the all the time. First John three King James version. Behold what matter of the love. Behold what matter of the. If I can slow down. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it do not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every one that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Hear that? Just by having hope, you purify it. Verse 4, whosoever committeth, whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law. Now, in Christ there is no law, so it's got to be talking about the flesh. Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. But to prove what I'm saying, I just read is true, watch this. Just so you all know, I'm not twisting scriptures. Whosoever sinneth transgresses also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. That's why we can sin in our flesh, because our flesh is still under the law. But our spirit is under grace. Verse 5. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. That set me free. Golly, that set me free. Whosoever. One more time, verse 5. And ye know that he was manifested. Christ was sent to take away our sins. Not you go back and forth, back and forth. It says he was manifested to take away sin. And in him is no sin. People preach like you can be in him, but then you be out. Be in him, you be out. No, once you're in him, you can't sin. No worry, about to say it. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil. He that committed sins of the devil. It's got to be the flesh because there is no sin where there is no law. In Christ, there, we're not under. I know some of this talk is kind of over y'all's head. But read all of 1 John. Y'all can't, can't. You sometimes just got to read. Read all of 1 John. Chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. And maybe chapter 4, at least. And then really read Romans. You've got to read Romans Starting at about Romans 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I know it's a lot of reading, but 
you will see once you're in Christ, there is no sin in Christ. With our bodies, we can sin and we do sin because our bodies is still under the law. It's not. The Bible says when we see the Father, that's when we get new bodies, and then our bodies crave what our spirit craves. But until then, our bodies and people in the world body, it's the same. This set me free. Oh, my God, I thank the Father so much for this conversation tonight. Number five, verse five, 1 John 3 and 5, and ye know that he was manifest to take away our sin, and in him is no sin. Whoso abideth in him sinneth not, whosoever is in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen it. That's because they're not born again. Neither known him. If your spirit, again, when you read 1 John 3, you must think about you, the spirit, and not you, the flesh. If you think about you, the flesh, this whole chapter is going to confuse you. And we want to read some of the Bible. I need to get an easier translation because it's hard to understand. It ain't hard to understand if you just see it's the spirit. If you're spirit and you can sin, it just means you haven't been born again. If you're spirit and you are born again, that, that can't sin. Your flesh can sin. Whosoever abides in him sinned not. That means you're inside him. Whosoever sinned hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. Little man, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous. Verse 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. If you tell me the word sin, you got to have a law. In Christ there is no law, remember? It says in Christ there is no law. In order for there to be the word S-I-N, there has to be a thou shall not. In Christ, we're judged by grace and mercy. In the flesh, which does not have a covenant with the Father, we're still under the law of sin and death. When you see the word sin, think of law. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin. If you don't like nothing I've said, you got to say Brother said, I don't really care for what you're saying, but that do rattle me. Verse 9 got to rattle you. It say he cannot sin. There's somebody on this earth who cannot sin. Whosoever born of God does not commit sin. For a seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. If you, this, if you have trouble with this, maybe you'll find this scripture better. The Bible says that God would not impute sin unto Abraham. It says, Behold, blessed is the man who the father will not impute sin. The father would not impute sin unto Abraham because of his faith. Abraham had faith in God, and so for that reason, God would not impute sin unto him. And we are Abraham's children. I'm not talking about just DNA Israelites, which I know we believe. I'm talking about the spiritual Jew also. David was the same way. Behold the man, uh, God wouldn't impute David's sin unto him after a while. Several people said God would not impute sin, impute sin unto them. He was not counted as sin. He didn't see them like that. You can say what you want to say. Was Abraham sinning? Yes. Was God holding against him? No. Why? You figure it out. It's that his faith. He was justified by faith. Abraham was our forefather. And later on he said, I'm going to bless your nation. We're part of that nation. I'm not talking about physical Israel right now. I'm talking about the spiritual Jew. Now those that have this faith, in Christ that the Father gives us is justified like Father Abraham. 
That's the whole New Testament I just gave y'all in less than, what, a minute? The Bible said that the Father was in Christ, not imputing sins on the mankind when Christ was on the earth. Go figure that out. The Bible says that the Father was in Christ when he was on the earth, not imputing sin unto man. If the Father was imputing sin unto man when Christ was on the earth, God would have probably opened up the earth and swallowed all of the people that tried to crucify him, all of the people that tried to mistreat him. Christ would have been, that's why when, when, when his disciples said, should we call down fire? And then <laughs> Christ told, I think it was Peter, said, no, don't do that. We're not of that spirit. My point is, if the Father want to not impute sin to folk, what is business is y'all? You ain't doing him no favor. Sin or no, if the man say, I'm not going to impute sin unto you, accept that. When I do sin, I know you sin, but if you can see yourself clean, I think it will encourage you to walk clean. We're supposed to live, keep our bodies in control because we are holy. We don't live, keep our body under control to be holy. I mean, we are to be holy, says it. But that's not where our righteousness is. We are already holy, and because we're already this, we're supposed to do our bodies, keep our body at bay of those desires. Let me finish up. In this, the children of God are manifest. I'm going to read verse 9 again. Whosoever born of God doeth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. It's his seed, y'all. It ain't us. It's his seed that causes us not to have that sin. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. Whatever is born of God, that thing, that's that, that new thing part of us. Say what you want to say. This is the Bible. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. This is how you know the children of God are children of the devil. Whosoever doeth righteous is righteous. Whosoever doeth not righteous is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And that's that new man is going to love one another. Not as Cain, who was as the wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brother, if the world hate you, we know, Marvin and my brother, the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abided not, he that loveth not his brother abided in death. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Whosoever perceived, and this is talking about again, if somebody walking in hate, I'm talking about the new man, all this is talking about the spirit, okay, so once you're born again, that spirit, it, it's going to love. I'm talking about, not talking about your flesh. I'm talking about the spirit now. Whereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brother. But whosoever has this world good has seen his brother. This goes on to talk a little bit. Let me just go ahead and finish reading. But whoso hath this world's good and sins his brother have need and shut up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word nor in tongue, but in deed. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater in our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us, then 
have we come? But beloved, if our heart condemn us not, I need to slow it down, y'all. Sorry, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, this is what I was talking about earlier about the flesh. You know, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God? And who's and, and, and this is where you're talking. About, and whosoever and whatsoever we ask, we receive Him because we keep His commandments to do those things that are pleasing in His sight. I believe at this point it's talking about handling yourself in the flesh. Um, just as it's saying. I mean, I don't know what it's just saying. Loving is, is something you do on the earth. Now we're back on the earth. It's not talking about in the spirit. And uh whosoever and whatsoever we ask, we receive him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in sight. And this now this is something we're doing. This is not a gift no more. This is, see this thing earlier is talking about his seed remaining. This is something he gave us. All those things in the earlier part of the chapter was talking about what he gave us and what he made us and how that we're in him, abiding in him. And the Bible talks about, and other scriptures talk about how we're not even on the earth. We are, we sit in heavenly places. This is talking about a spiritual position. But now it's talking about doing deeds and stuff in the body. So you got to understand that, y'all. Whosoever and whatsoever we ask, we receive him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And, her, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which dwelleth by the Spirit which he gave us. And this is how, again, everybody wrapping up the show in minutes here, it's spiritual. We know that we have this thing by the Spirit. I hope I brought some clarity, and uh, I hope I gave the Father glory. And, again, a time when I almost backslid, and I was at my, I mean, I I, I think I I love the Father now, but, y'all, I kid you not, I, I, I had most zeal when I was first born again. And, I, like I said, people was preaching at me and, and talking about because I definitely was sinning, and I was seeing myself through my weakness, and I felt like I'm playing with God. Some of y'all saying that too. I'm playing with God because you've been struggling with stuff for a long, 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 long time. Let me tell you something now, brother Seth. Now today, I don't care what. I'm gonna try my best. I hope to try my best to keep my flesh under control where the Spirit can use me. But if the Spirit used me in lust or pornography or whatever I struggled with in the past, I'm going to tell you something right now, and I want to tell the devil the same thing, okay? So this broadcast is Facebook Live is for the devil as well. So let me tell y'all, the devil, and myself something. I will never stop receiving the Father's love on account of what my flesh think or do or even want to do. I don't care what my past is. I love the Most High. I thank Him for His Christ. And Brother Seth is not going to stop swinging ever again. He tricked me once, got me out of church for about 10 years, stopped fellowshipping with people. I'm not saying I'm better than y'all. I got it. Some of y'all probably live circles around me right now. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I see the free gift, Donna, and everybody up there in the chat room. And again, those of you that's tuned into Blog Talk Radio, I appreciate y'all tonight. The chat room, I'm sorry uh, to. Uh, Key Oats and a lot of people that have tuned in. I wasn't even looking at their chat room going crazy. But let me tell y'all something. Don't let the flesh or what your cravings is or what your cravings has been or whatever you're weak to control your spiritual life today. We are made righteous in Him. 
We are one with Christ. When you see Christ, you see me. When you see me, you see Christ. Not this, but this. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. If I go out here tonight and cuss somebody out, which I certainly shouldn't do that, and if I do that, there is a harvest for me. I am going to pay for that because that's sin. But let me tell you something. Whether our flesh get the best of us or not, whether our fears get the best of us or not, if you are born again, you're either born again or you're not. And if you're born again, the scriptures I just read says you cannot sin. The spirit part of you. So you had better keep your flesh tame because if you keep sinning and sinning and sinning, after a while, you can get so much on the devil's turf that you don't even believe God no more. You don't even believe in the Bible no more. That's why Paul said for that person that was sleeping with their father's mother in 1 Corinthians 5, he said, turn them over to Satan that their body may be destroyed. That's death. But at least their spirit will be saved in the day of the Lord. Y'all what I just said? Did y'all hear what I just said? Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, for this this revelation. It saved my life, and I'm sure it'll save yours. I'll see y'all on Tuesday, y'all. Stay tuned. I got a powerful song coming at you, though. It's talking about your flesh and your spirit. Here come them girls. J C C S
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.